Uh, hey, this message is for John Wayne. Uh, John Wayne, this is where I do my John Wayne impression at this point, but I can't do one, so I won't do one. John Wayne, if you're trying to figure out who this good-looking and extremely recognizable face here on your cell phone, I'll, I'll remind you, John, uh, my name is David Faustino, but I'm probably better known to you as Bud Bundy. Yes, John Wayne, tis I, the Grandmaster, the Grand Flasher, the Grand Bastard, the Gas Passer, the the crisscrosser. Anyway, John, I think you get the point. More importantly, your friend, Christopher Triana. Yes, Christopher Triana, he reached out to me because Christopher and I go way back. Anyway, he says you guys are huge Mario Children fans, so thank you so much. I do appreciate that. It means a lot to me. We had a blast doing the show. A lot of laughs. Great group of people. And uh, it was a tremendous time. So thank you guys for being a part of that. And, um, he uh, wanted me to reach out, and he wanted me to give you a big thanks, actually, John Wayne. John, uh, he wanted, uh, John Wayne, Christopher wanted you to know that uh, he wanted to say he appreciates for all, all you do for the podcast, Vital Social, uh, let me, a little shameless plug here, Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. So he wanted to say thanks for all you do for the podcast, and uh, well, lots of love to you, my friend, and a giant, whoa, Bundy, for my, the Grandmaster. Lots of love to you guys. Good luck with the podcast. Peace. Welcome. To vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I am John Wayne. Of course, with me as always is Chris. Christopher, how are you today, sir? Well, I'm just sexy and smooth like you, apparently. <laughs> well, I thought that we were going to go for a more NPR approach podcast <laughs> and that I would talk like this the entire oh. time and just speak in questions and never really answer them. Oh, OK. What well, do you I... think about that? I don't know. I, I, I don't. I see. I, <laughs> no, I see I, what you're going for with the NPR thing, but I, I thought I like, like it. I thought it was like we turned into like love lines for a minute there. Dude, we could do a love line. Speaking of love line, the Corey Hotline. Yeah. That's a thing that you could yeah. call. Call it us. Just went live. The last episode you heard. Uh, yeah, you should. The number's out there by now. You've heard it by now. So yeah. uh, give it again. Give the number again. It, oh, uh, well, let me uh, just pull up my 8675309 here. <laughs> it's, that's uh, not the number. No, the that's not it. I, I don't have it memorized yet because Corey likes to Corey likes to be in control, if you know what I mean. I so he's, I uh, he's pretty much keeping it under wraps. But do you want to tell him uh, the Corey hotline? This is where you can actually call us, Christopher. Uh, Splatterpunk Award winning author Christopher Triana and myself, John Wayne Communale, regular guy, uh, awesome dude for life. And you can call us, leave a message. You and, can. Uh, and, the, and the number, oh, wait, do we have a message? Uh, the number is 832-930-1347. That number again is 832-930-1347. That is the Corey Hotline. And that is how you get on the horn, ask us questions. What do you want to hear? What do you not want to hear? You know, what are our measurements? I mean, whatever. We're, yeah. we're you can ask we'll play us it on the any, show. Maybe we'll play can, it on the show. And we will play it on the show. Yeah. You can ask us anything. Uh, 
uh, and you could leave us dirty messages, um, send us, you know, boob pics, whatever you want to do. Over um, a voice message line, yes. Send us a boob pic <laughs> over a voice message line. Just keep trying. <laughs> and uh, just keep shoving it in that receiver. Uh, we'll know. We can tell. We, we know a nipple when we hear it. And, and I'll tell you that is yes. a talent. Just uh, We want to hear the, the sound of the, uh, the, the back of the bra popping open. Pop. But, uh, yeah, but that's cool. So um, the Corey hotline is in full effect, folks. It is. Let's, so Let's hear you. Let's, let's hear it. Um, so Christopher... Yes. I was going to tell you that um, I got put on. I mean, all of the shows got canceled that I was going to, mm-hmm. but I am on the. I got put on one called the uh, Frightmare Collectibles show. And this is in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. I'm in Houston. Yeah. This is put on by the people who run Texas Frightmare. And they're opening a storefront horror store. Oh, no shit. And they have myself as a guest on the poster. Nice. Horror Very author. Crazy. Death's Head Pre- uh, brought to you by Death's Head Press horror author, special guest horror author John Wayne Cumming Elliott says. Oh, you know what? I, I did know a little bit about this um, because uh, uh, Jared was uh, reaching out to all of his Splatter Western authors, which includes me, uh, about this thing. Because uh, a lot of the people that, that are writing these things apparently are Texans. So a lot of them are coming out for the thing. Uh, I, of course, am not in Texas, um, which I'm happy about. And uh, I don't, I don't I know how many people there. are in Texas. I don't know how many people are in Texas. Like Wiley is, but he lives in Oklahoma, actually. Well, there's a couple of people that were that were on the that were in that this, this this group conversation that are going that are in Texas or close enough to Texas. Well, that's cool. I look forward to seeing them. Um, you know, next time maybe they can. They'll, maybe they'll make the poster next time. I don't know. Maybe. But uh, I mean, this is the, unless it's some other event, but no, like, it, it's that pretty event. sure right. it was the same one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But it's going to be really cool. So it's their grand opening of their like storefront. Uh, Amelia Kincaid is there. Of course, we know her. Uh, we see her all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angela from Night of the Demons, if you're not um, yep. privy. And this is uh, November 20th. She's also she's a she's also a pet psychic. Did you know that? I didn't know that, actually. Should I bring my dog? <laughs> one of my dogs? Be. She's, she apparently is a pet psychic, and I know this because uh, I was at a con some 10 years ago. It was Rock and Shock. It was one of the Rock and Shocks that they used to have in Worcester. And, uh, Worcester! Worcester. <laughs> Welcome to Worcester, dollar twenty-five pop. That's not, a, that's not a good Boston accent at all. Um, are you, are you not a cop? Yeah, that's better. Um, but no, uh, she was at one of these things, and like I went by her table, and she wasn't there. But I was looking at her stuff because she had all this stuff. And I just, you know, like I'd never met her. I just knew her as Angela from Night of the Demons. And I'm looking at it and uh and uh the, the my my girlfriend, or maybe it was my wife, one of those, you oh, know, they all mixed, they all blend together. We were we were looking at the table. They all blend all, together. So they mean? all blend together. They all blend together. <laughs> oh, blend, blend. Okay, that's different. Well, I mean <laughs> if they all bend together, it's a really good night. But uh anyway. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I was looking at the table, and long story short, like there was a bunch of this pet psychic stuff with her reading pets' minds, and I was just like, okay, let's keep let's keep walking, let's keep moving, uh, you know? Right. <laughs> I was like, I don't want any of this. Did so. you? Oh, so you didn't talk to her about it? God, I thought you were say, like, dude, you come on, to that's. Her. I'm gonna like, talk to her about it. I okay. I mean that that to me, it's like that. That's a. That's like a crazy alarm goes off. I'm like, all right, I, I'm gonna keep, uh, I'm gonna keep going here. 
you know, like Linnea, like Linnea Quigley, she actually does stuff with rescue dogs, as does Linda Blair. They actually do a lot for dogs. And, I, and I'm sure Amelia does, too. And I don't mean anything against the woman. I don't know her. But when someone says they're a pet psychic, I take a few steps back. Well, then, I mean, you know, maybe who knows, dude, you, you just you, it's not for you. You didn't like the tarot cards thing. You said that's not for you either. But I like it. We were talking off mic before about it. Maybe she really does. What if she really does read reads pets' minds? Wouldn't that be fucking cool? Could you she, just like uh, wrap your uh, you know open up your mind and accept that imagination of an idea? Uh, and, yeah, and think um, about it. she doesn't though at all. Well, how she do you know? No one does because that's ridiculous. Why is that ridiculous? Because how like even if you could read minds, how would you be able to read the mind of an animal who doesn't understand? english except for certain command words okay now dogs you know what don't even think with it don't dogs don't even think with words you see now this is now you sound like my wife who says you know that they can't understand english i they understand english very well first of all they, they have a strong grasp my dogs i i mean do i have to go into how we're performing midsummer uh this in the fall <laughs> so though. i mean in this <laughs> i swear to god dude and they you know and boney is an excellent puck so you tell me they don't understand english they, i they, mean they understand like a dog is 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 brilliant i mean they can communicate with humans better than any other animal uh they can understand like like, like up to 200 different word commands and i know this as someone who's been a professional dog trainer for years right. um but if you're trying to give a dog a complete sentence, no, they're not comprehending it. Not at all. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting and odd that you you know, you've been this dog trainer for all these years, yet you you didn't know that they understood English this whole time. They don't. They you do can't, you can't have a full conversation with the dog. They don't understand it all. They understand words as, as associated to certain actions and they're words that you've taught them or they're words that you've taught them without even realizing it. Like when you say, you know, walk, you know, and it's like a lot of dogs will just know immediately what that means, even if you right. didn't try to teach them that, um, you know, they, they do understand certain words if they've, if they've been conditioned to understand them, but that's right, it, right. man. That's it. You know, like mm -hmm. they don't, you can't, like give a dog five sentences and expect them to comprehend. They may pick up on one thing you said. I've read several I mean, books on dog psychology, by the way, I've read many, many books on how dogs think and how they comprehend things. Okay. I studied it. I've read zero ever. books about it. Yeah. I just happen to be a self-proclaimed expert though. That's all homeschool. And apparently so is Amelia. And Amelia an and I, at reading that's I, you didn't let me finish. Amelia and I are actually meeting there together as get, we're unveiling our pet psychic, uh, emporium. And we are going to have you be a special guest. Not now though. No, no, not after that. Uh, rousing, uh, well, rousing I, you know, you. <laughs> I hear about this. I think you're calling yourself Nostra dogmas, right? Huh? No, that's huh? actually pretty good. That's I pretty mean, good. That was, that was a good improv. I'm going to take uh, yeah, that. Yeah, that was back. the top of my head. That was pretty good. Hey, that's good for you, dude. I like it. <laughs> Thanks. No, the, uh, any kind of psychic stuff is is nonsense. And we know that. I, I can prove that to you. Cause, you know why? Because we've why? never seen a headline that says psychic wins lottery. And we never will. Because uh, there's no such like thing. That. Of course it doesn't, because that did, that proves that it's not real, so therefore it can't work that way. Okay. <clears throat> I think that this prompts us to have a whole episode on psych psychic experiences and, and no. that kind of stuff. 
<clears throat> no? So no. it'll be just a whole episode of you just saying no to me. Don't no, it'll that. it'll be you coming at me with superstitious nonsense and me coming up at you with like hard science. And no one wants to listen. I don't have superstitious nonsense. I don't I mean I, I believe in like chaos magic, like kind of kind of stuff. And uh okay, you, you know, just it, said, even though you threw the word chaos in there, you said you believe in magic. Yeah. So that is the antithesis of science to me. What uh, is science but magic? No, science is fact. Magic is fiction. Magic is trickery. You know, like a magician has tricks. A scientist has hard I'm facts. I'm not talking about like a magician on the street or pulling a rabbit out of your hat. It's all tricks, dude. Psychics are tricking you. You know, like all, all anything that's like magic or, or, or something like that are, are people tricking you. You know, like you are being conned by everyone who says they can read, you know, that your future. You are being conned. I don't believe anybody can read my future. Well, then what else, like, what else is being psychic then? Being able to read minds? If you could read minds, you would be, you would be so successful, you wouldn't have to be a psychic. You would, you're, you're, you would be able to get whatever you want. You're putting it in terms of like a, a movie or some kind of environment where, like, of course, like, a, I've, I've won a million wishes. And it's more like a, an, an intuitive thing that mm-hmm. you have a discernment about certain things and, and that kind of thing. It's not necessarily like, and the Jets will win. It's not the Simpsons. You know, we're not predicting the winner of the Super Bowl. No, uh, and, that, and that's, that's the same argument that all psychics make, because then what they can do is they can give very vague, very uncommitted predictions so they'll never be wrong. You know, I don't make any predictions. Well, that, but that's what they do, is they, they, they give very general uh, terms that could apply to absolutely anything. That's why they're not. That, and then, so then they can claim that they're never wrong. They never give you any hard, like concrete evidence of, of their abilities at all because they don't have any. Uh, but this would go off on a whole on a whole thing that I don't really want to get into because this is a very vital Thanksgiving. Yes, folks, it is our Thanksgiving special. That's right. Well, I mean, I hate to go off on a tangent, but I guess I'll have to agree to Chris agree on that, which does not mean that I agree with you on this. Mm-hmm. But I am saying the uh, I'm just trying to get the, um, you know, Happy the mo- the, Thanksgiving I'm trying to get it out there into the lexicon, the Chris agree thing. I'm trying to put it out there so I keep using it. Uh, good. Happy Thanksgiving, dude. Uh, anyway, I'll be at that fucking thing with the special. That's great. So that's great, man. Go fuck yourself or I'll fuck myself, actually. Is that a is that a prediction? Anyway, oh, no, it's a promise. Okay. Anyway, yes, folks, it is Thanksgiving time again. Uh, that magical time where Americans stuff their big fat fucking faces more than they do every day, which is a lot because we are a big fat group of motherfuckers, fattest people on the planet. Uh, so yeah, it's a magical time where we eat a lot, we watch football, and we watch a parade, which uh, I. I somehow enjoy um i don't know why but see I... this is something that i was like you know what when you texted me that i was like i bet this motherfucker has some weird like and i love the parade and i love the pageantry <laughs> like i was i knew that you were gonna have some weird like oh i'm so big and bad everything no magic isn't real but you know what's real snoopy that no. big old Snoopy balloon when it comes no. on. Th- that <laughs> balloon is real. That's a, that, that is an actual balloon that's actually going down the street. <laughs> that is real. You can touch it. It's tangible. Mm-hmm. It is real. Uh, no, um, I like the parade. I do. Um, 
I'm not really into the whole pageantry thing. I like the marching bands and all that, but when they like stop and do like a big Hollywood like dance number and like sing a song, then I'm like, just shut the fuck up. I want to see more balloons. I like the balloons. It's the kid in me. I like it. You do like the balloons. I do. And I like. I do I know like, that about you. I like balloons, and I like seeing a bunch of people in a huge crowds freezing their fucking ass off just to look at the balloons when they like. I, I I'm like, good for you. I don't uh, understand that. I mean, do we yeah, want to talk about this I now? Do or, I don't want to get. Do we want to go down? We don't want to go down the road before we start the segment, do we? Because I'm about. To, I'll go off on some balloons right now. All right. Um, well, let's. Uh... Uh, I mean, it's about parades, but you know what? Happy Thanksgiving, dude. Happy I'm thankful for thankful for you and and your constant guidance. Well, we're going to we're going to get into that. We're going to get into all the things we're thankful for and we can talk a little bit more about parades and football and other the Thanksgiving related things. Um uh but uh first we have to get into uh our our very special uh segments that we, we got to get those segments everyone enjoys so much. So shall we roll into those? I think that we should. Brought to you by Scent of a Man, Manamelia. <laughs> Brought to you by Nostradamus. <laughs> Nos- Call Nostrad- me now. Call-, Call me now for your free reading. <laughs> woof, 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 woof. Me now. Woof, woof, no. You know that's actually good because like Bear could predict the, the same amount as any uh, psychic tarot card reader, crystal ball looking gypsy motherfucker. Tarot cards are not reading the future. No, they're they're like a they're like a board game. It's like playing old maid. It's just like it's the same thing. It's exactly like playing old maid. It is. Yes. It is. That it's is just exactly what it is. It's it's got as much validity as an Ouija board, you know. So well I guess what's the without further ado, <laughs> our first topic is <laughs> it's our segment. Uh so uh yes, uh yeah, we're going into our, our first segment. And I know you've got a little something prepared for us. So without further ado, we're getting to Book of the Week. Book. Book of the Week. Okay, so this week's Book of the Week, it's it's not a uh, a new book or one that's coming out soon. Uh, it's been out for a little bit, but I'm, I wanted to make it the Book of the Week because... Uh, of uh, what else this guy happens to be doing right now. And this, uh, the book of the week is The Way We Came In by Kelby Losack. I'm holding it up to the camera if you're watching the video. And uh, let me just read the book real quick. Rent's due and Saturn is in Capricorn. My twin brother just got out of jail. He's got some ideas. That's it. This is put out by Broken River Books, which is J. David Osborne's uh, press. And... um, Kelby, Kelby is uh, also like a Texas guy. In he's thirty minutes, forty minutes away from me. Um, he came to my house two weeks ago to actually record a podcast that he's doing. That that's why I wanted to talk about him. He's doing this podcast called Heathenish Radio. Heathenish was the name of Kelby's first book. So it, it's like a kind of like half. It's like ninety eight percent probably real life. And Kelby's had this life where it, it, a very interesting life that has a lot of drugs and and crazy fucking shit in it and he he wrote this book about it and it's amazing it's called heathenish and then this is another one his style is so unique it's not like a reading a normal thing this is not a horror book this is not um it's not a straightforward story and i just wanted to read like a little section like this is an, like this is a chapter mm-hmm. i retched and spit in the toilet flushed the clear foam you were using a blow dryer in the kitchen 
I walked in and you cut it off and said, what do you think? You were referring to the cling wrap torpedo of baking soda on the counter. I shrugged. I mean, yeah, it looks like white powder. You scratched the stubble on your chin, stared at the fake yayo. Your eyes were red. We looked even more like each other than usual. You asked if I was strapped and I said, yeah, and you sighed and said, fuck it. Put the fake yayo in a backpack. Let's get this over with. So, I, I mean, I dig it. Like the whole, and the, his whole books are like that, but it, it, a lot of it's like these true life events that he's been through um, mm. that are like, to me, are like, what the fuck? Like, I know you, I'm, I'm Richie Rich over here uh, up in my high man- mansion hill counting right. uh, all of my quarters that I play Street Fighter with. I could, and, I could tell by that like hard book and, bound library behind you. Yeah, it smells of leather bound books and sheets. <laughs> You know, but this is the kind of stuff. Like I, while I'm up there getting my sh- my tuxedo shorts, you know, pressed, <laughs> polished, he's, get, he's getting his face tattooed and and having like uh, you know someone shot in front of him and OD and getting like uh, you know crazy shit happening. So like it's it's awesome. But his podcast, Heathenish Radio, focuses mostly on uh, a lot of hip hop here in the Houston area and and around. He lives in Lake Jackson, Houston, which is like closer to the water than me. But he like seriously anybody that's a hip hop fan that listens to this show, if you want to get in, you know where you're like, man, where does this shit come from? When you're like, I've never heard of these guys, and they come out of Houston, they're on MTV or whatever. Right. Um, this is how that you're like, how does that start? This is how it starts. Like I'm serious. Into his podcast, listen to these rappers and these hip hop artists that he has on there because this is what the neck, this is what is going to happen. I'm telling you. And he's getting great, great artists on there. And I just want to give him, uh, you know, a big up and a, and a props. Uh, his show is cool and his writing is cool. So check out Heathenish Radio and check out Kelby Losack's writing. And uh, Paul Wall, if you're listening, you know, we still have that open invitation out to you um, from Kelby and I. You can come on any show you want and we'll talk to you. And we want some grills, please. So that's it. So check out Kelby Losak. He's at uh, Heathenish Kid on Twitter. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, definitely sounds interesting. Um, and that's cool that he's uh, another local boy, another Texan. Gotta, gotta. gotta. Uh, we all stick together here pretty well, with the exception of a couple of people that uh, I'll I'll list on the paywall behind the paywall on the page. A bunch of jerks. Bunch of jerks. <laughs> <laughs> a couple or maybe one uh, in particular but anyway I, i'm sorry sorry that you're such jerks i'm not a jerk dude i'm pretty cool no, i was i'm speaking to them the jerks there's yeah okay those jerks not you. jerk store called they're running out of you <laughs> <laughs> exactly okay so anyway so can you next, sad out. losers suck someplace else we're trying to do a show here thank you <clears throat> move it along Moving right along. Speaking of moving it right along, how about our next segment? (laughs) Our next segment, yes. Uh, I have something very special planned for all of you out there in Radio Land. Okay. Um, It's Thanksgiving, and so I've been saving this for a a special occasion. Uh, So let's get right into our next segment, which is Ridiculous Reads. so ridiculous it's ridiculous uh you know every week we do this and we don't and we switch off mm-hmm. like we're uh you know uh we take turns like gentlemen and we surprise each other each week we I, we have no i have no knowledge of what you're gonna do you have no knowledge of what i'm gonna do 
We have uh, no knowledge, period. There's no knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> You've been reading my dream journal. So I think, uh, yeah, so this, I'm excited to see what you have for me today. All right. Um, I was very, very happy to get a hold of this. Uh, this is a novel by a, a fancy writer named Neil Tolkien. Uh, and uh, it's based on the hilarious new comedy from 20th Century Fox. Uh, it was new when it came out. It's not new anymore. Now it's a true classic. I am talking, of course, about License to Drive. And just like that, we're right there, dude. License yeah. to Drive, the Corys. We've the talked. Corys. If you go back to our Cory episode, we did talk about this. Like on the second episode, we talked at length about how great License to Drive is. Yes. And I found the novelization. You did. And you actually like, yeah, that's that's a such an awesome find. That's a yeah. that's like a diamond in, in the rough, mm -hmm. like a pig in shit or, or what are they? Something. I, I, don't, I, don't, I think mm -hmm. finding a pig in shit is a little easier than finding a diamond in the rough. Uh, pig in shit means like you're just happy. Yeah, that's how. That's what I mean. It yeah. it makes me that happy. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I was very very excited to find this. Um, uh, just a, a a quick summary, as as I'm sure you all know. Hopefully, because you watched License to Drive after that episode we did. Uh, License to Drive is a buddy comedy starring Corey Haim and Corey Feldman, our idols, uh, in which uh, they just they're 16 years old and all they want to do is drive. Uh, I'll read the back real quick. There is nothing more important to Les, which is Corey Haim, than mm -hmm. getting his driver's license. It means an end to the embarrassment of having parents drive him to parties. And he and his best friends, Dean and Charles, are convinced that once they have wheels, girlfriends are sure to follow. There's only one thing Les hasn't considered. Failing his driver's test. Warp, 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 warp. That's not written on there. I just added that. Um, oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> Tonight, Les has a date with the most beautiful girl in the school mm. uh, and access to an incredible old Cadillac. There's mm. only one thing he doesn't have a license. Doesn't even but have a license, that... Lisa. <laughs> but does that stop him? No. Should it? No. Oh, no, wait. It says yes, but I'm going to say no. Uh, watch out. Here come Les, Dean, and Charles cruising for a bruising. Actually says that. Hold on to your seats. You're in for a bumpy ride. So you got three uh, cliches back to back. In right? a row. Like In a row. <laughs> what was that? So what was that like a uh, writer room thing? Like, every, no, I want my. No. Okay, look. We've got seven. Let's whittle it down to three, yeah, and we'll put three. three on the back in a row. That's it, we're, though. Like, we're it's, keeping it's off. almost midnight on Christmas Eve, guys. We really got to get. We're keeping off Diamond in the Rough. <laughs> we're keeping off Pig and Shit. We're keeping them off. <laughs> and I tried to bring them back, dude. See, I was doing a little history drop on bring you. Good catch, dude. Good catch. Yes. You yes. know, you know your core history. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, god. So, um, so yeah, there there are many scenes that I could choose from. Uh, but uh, but I, I chose a, a certain scene. I looked for it, because I'm not reading this whole fucking book. Uh, I looked for it, uh, because like it's one of my favorite scenes in the movies. And I found out that the, it's a little bit different in the novelization. Uh, I guess they decided to go a little differently when they made the movie. But I thought I would read it anyway, because it's still fun. Uh, at this point in our story, 
um, our our protagonist, Les, played by Corey Haim, uh, has gone out on his date with Mercedes, the prettiest girl in school, played by Heather Graham. One Heather Graham. Uh, good old Heather. Um, and uh, I love girls named Heather, by the way. I had a girlfriend named Heather. She was pretty pretty awesome until I had to dump her. Uh, but anyway, Heather's great. Uh, Most of the so, Heathers I've known have been bitches. I can't think. I don't think I even know a current Heather right now. Yeah. Well, I didn't say she wasn't a bitch. I mean, I did dump her. But anyway, yeah. I don't want to talk about her. Okay. Um, what I do want to talk about is license to drive. Uh, and so anyway, Les has gone out on the date with uh, Mercedes, but she ends up getting drunk and passing out. And uh, Dean, and um, which is Corey Feldman, and uh, Charles, who is nobody, um, they're, uh, they, they're all driving around in his, grandfather's, in his grandpa's uh, caddy. And uh, they end up uh, hiding her in the tr- hiding Mercedes in the trunk. She's passed out drunk. They end up hiding her in the trunk because there's these three other girls that they want to meet at this burger joint. Uh, and so I'm going to start reading from there. Please, please do. I will. Okay. Mer- Mercedes' limp body was growing heavy in Les's arms. <laughs> now, see that? It's already a good start. Wow. <laughs> Just getting right in there, huh? Right. He watched impatiently as Dean opened the Cadillac's trunk. Les looked into its vast blackness and shook his head. I don't know if this is a good idea. What are you talking about? Dean replied, taking a bite out of a steaming slice of pizza. See, it's like I wrote it, right? Uh, And putting bodies in trunks and, and fast food. I mean, anyone who's been reading They All Died Screaming knows. Uh. That's They All Died Screaming by Splatterpunk Award winner Christopher Siana. Available now. Now available. Kindle. (laughs) What are you talking about? In half an hour, there's going to be babes all over us. She'll kill it for us. He and Charles removed the golf clubs and cooler and threw them in the back seat. Reluctantly, Les placed Mercedes in the trunk. Her eyes fluttered, then shut again. And as Les tenderly covered her with the blanket, she cuddled up with a blissful, unknowing smile. In all your life, Dean said, did you ever imagine you'd see a Mercedes fit into the trunk of a Cadillac? And that is now that's writing. Yes. Because and, and, also... you know, you, and you have to be, you have to be there for the delivery of the Corey. I'm just going to call it the Corey uh je ne sais quoi that the Corys have so that's like that's some good shit right there it was also a dead-on Corey feldman impression so uh yeah so uh les says uh i feel bad les answered his hand resting on the lid of the trunk i can't lock her in there all right already dean snapped let's tie the lid so it stays open if you insist I feel bad, Les said. Dean gave him a disbelieving glance. For her? That trunk is bigger than my bedroom. Gently, Les pushed down the lid, using some rope to keep it open a crack. Woo! Ah! Dean wailed. His voice cut through the rock music that boomed from the car radio. Les floored the accelerator. The cups of soda on the dashboard shook. He looked in the rearview mirror and grinned at Dean's Funky glasses, a corny golf visor, and a huge gooey slice of pizza hanging from his mouth. It's all about the pizza when you're a teenager, dude. Are you sure you didn't write this? 
I, I know, right? It's did like you ghost, re- did you ghostwrite this? I I I wish. Is there a scene where somebody <laughs> fucks an intestine, large or small? Uh, I don't think so. I haven't okay. read the whole book yet. I mean, it might really differ from the movie, but I don't think so. Okay, I'm just checking, dude. I mean, hey, if you want to do some ghostwriting, I, I mean, I am ready to blow blow the blow the load on the show. I mean, blow the story on the show. You wrote License to Drive, the novelization, when you were. St- Four years old. It's, uh, yeah, something like that. Maybe a little, young, maybe a little older. Um, anyway, uh, uh, where was I? Uh, whoops, Dean said. I just dropped some pizza on the seat. <laughs> Such a good Corey Feldman, dude. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Leave it, Dino. Les answered casually. I'll get it later. Charles turned back to him in shock. What's going on? An hour ago, you were afraid one of us would breathe in here, and now you don't even flinch when Dean drops tomato sauce on the seats? Don't you care about what happens to your own grandfather's car? Charles is a a nerd. That's why I did that movie. (laughs) Fucking nerd. (laughs) Poor, unsuspecting kid, less thought. "Uh, Sure, I care, he said. But there's something special about tonight, Charles, about Mercedes, about the car surviving the spin-out without even a scratch, about us... Being in a car alone without any parents. Charles, we've been waiting for this night for 16 years. If I have to worry about smoke and tomato sauce now, when I'm 25, I'll be living in a room with rubber walls. Dean leaned over and cranked up the volume on the radio. Relax, Charles, he howled. There's nothing to worry about. Natalie looked around nervously as police cars began pulling up along. Cruz. Now, Natalie is Les's sister, who's very uh, politically active. Also a bitch. Also a bitch. And her boyfriend's name is Carl. Carl, I don't have a good feeling about this. Can we go home? Carl stopped chanting and turned to her. Go home? Natasha, we can't be pasties to the military industrial complex. I'm sorry. That's patsies. I said pasties. You know, like I'm projecting here. Okay, dude. You said you didn't want to talk about the nudie bar anymore. And you are bringing it up, dude. I'm going to skip this whole scene anyway. Because uh, I want to get back to the boys. Because <clears throat> I don't want to be reading this all fucking night. Are you sure this is the way? Les asked over his shoulder. A long, deserted highway stretched in front of them, as it had for miles. Dean looked down at the, a crumpled sheet of paper. Relax! My brother's been here a million times! He wouldn't steer us. He cut himself off as his eyes darted toward the horizon. That must be it! Look! An eerie neon glow loomed high above a distant grove of trees. Les gunned the car, and he bombed down the next exit ramp. Just up the road to the right, the sign was clear. Archie's Atomic Broiler. Dean whooped with joy as loud rock music pierced the air, drowning out even their own stereo. And I'm going to move ahead a little bit here just to save time. Uh, the guys, they basically go up to the place, and uh, Corey, a.k.a. Dean, meets a couple of girls, comes back to the car. It's all set, Dean said, jumping in the back seat with a huge grin. They'll be here in a couple of minutes, one for each of us. Les passed out the fries and Pepsi. <clears throat> My dreams never get this good, he said. My fantasies never get this good, Dean answered. And this is only the beginning. I'll never doubt you again, Dean, Charles said, his eyes lit, lighting, up, lighting up with excitement. He flung his hand out the window for a burger. This is a drive through burger joint. 
his hand knocked against a salt shaker and sent it flying onto the ground. Dazed and hungry, Charles pushed open his door. Chunk! The door rammed against the car next to them. Les looked across at it, and his heart jumped. It was an all-too-familiar gray car. A primer gray GTO. Slowly, the GTO's door opened. Like a crocodile emerging from a swamp, the driver got out and glowered at Charles. His friends joined him, swinging from bottles of whiskey, just like me. Together, they crowded around the tiny dent in their car as if they were examining a mortal wound. It's those maniacs from the party! <clears throat> Quick, roll up the windows, Charles screamed, closing his window on Dean's hand just as he reached out for a burger. Charles, you idiot, Dean yelled. He pulled his hand back in, and in as Charles rolled down the window a fraction of an inch, then shut it tight. The three of them stared helplessly out the windows at the faces of three grizzled, homicidal maniacs. The driver leaned back towards his car and reached in through an open window. When he pulled his hand out, it was clutching an enormous tire iron. His face broke into an evil smile. Then, with a wave of his index finger, he signaled for the three guys to get out of the car. Oh, no, Les murmured. He turned the ignition key. What are you doing, Les? Dean shouted, looking toward the three girls who were coming their way. You can't back away from these guys. They're just toying with you. Dean, Charles said, I wouldn't mess with them or anyone related to them. Thump. And all three of them spun around and stared out the windshield. Standing over them, his feet planted firmly on the hood of the car, was the driver of the GTO. With a subhuman growl, he drew back the tire iron to strike. And I'm going to leave on that cliffhanger right there. Now that's some solid uh, novelizationing. Right? That's some solid Feldmaning too, dude. That's I mean, some what? Solid Feldmaning. Oh, thank part. you. Thank you. You should get Corey Feldman's <laughs> face tattooed on your uh, tit. Like, I'm going to get Kiefer Sutherland's face tattooed on me. Remember? Uh, no, it would probably be you tattooed on my ass, if anywhere. But, uh, he, and it would be him with the fucking captain's hat and no shirt on from his cameo. Uh, that's what it would yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, well, I want he's to a say. He's on the, he's on the high seas. He is. Yo, ho, ho, ho. Um, <clears throat> and and uh, so, yeah, I like I was going to read. And uh, this is where I got a little uh, mixed up because I was deciding which one to choose for, to, to read from. I was going to read my favorite scene in the movie, which is when they get pulled over with Heather Graham uh, in the car, in the trunk of the car. Mm-hmm. They get pulled over by a cop. And it's a really funny scene because the cop makes them, like, hears something in the trunk. He makes them open it. And there's Heather Graham all drunk. And she's like, Hi! And he's like about to, he's like, a, like, he's like, what the hell is he doing? Like, you've got, you guys don't have a license. You've got this girl in the trunk. And then they're like, some police call comes through like, you know, bank robbery. And he's like, you just looked out and he fucking leaves. You know, it's just hysterical. You Chief know? Wiggum uh, called them. But yeah, there's some more important call and he, and he bails and leaves them, even though they have no license and they've got a girl locked in the trunk. Uh, you know, it was a simpler time, it you was, know, 
<laughs> so, but anyway, in the novelization, wider time, I guess, if that's possible. <laughs> yes, it was a weird time. Uh, but in the novelization, uh, it's not as funny as that because the cop pulls them over, but he never has them open the trunk. Uh, like it's like they're all nervous that he's gonna open the trunk, but he never does. And he, he like all these like it's like okay, you have no license, but this more important call comes in. He's like get home, and he, he takes off. So it's not as not as awesome as the scene in the movie. So I didn't read it. I chose one that gave me more of a chance to do the different characters. So I hope you appreciated. I did uh, all my my Corey impressions. If and if you appreciated it out there, you know what to do. You call the Corey hotline. Call that number. And you call that number at 832-930-1347, and the Corys are going to send you to heaven. That's what we say. Hey, hey, baby, you got the digits. Now call your daddy, Max. Whoa. Corey well, for life. That was that a great development. A- we, uh, yeah, we're going to have to do something with that again later, for sure. Hey. Oh, oh. Cerberus is. Uh, <laughs> I've released the Hounds of Hell, or uh, been released from the Library of Evil here to attack whatever uh, is coming my way. Yes. So that they was cool. Want more, um, but yeah, I wanted to. I saved this. I've had this for a while, and I, I saved it because I because I wanted it to be for a special occasion. And if there's anything we should be thankful for on Thanksgiving, it's the two Corys. All right. Uh, so now that that's done, mm-hmm. I think we can we can move on. Uh, and we can get into our topics. Okay. What do you think? I think I think that that is uh, if the Corys uh, deem it is uh, so, then make it so. Corey has said it, and therefore it it is written written. Writ, writ, written. Uh, I turned into Max Headroom from it there. I'm sorry. Uh, so, you did. I had sunglasses on and shit. Like I, I was like, that's cool, man. But then they disappeared. I don't know what's happening over there in New England. <laughs> I don't know either. You're one of those winter storms. (laughs) So, yeah, our main topic tonight is Thanksgiving, but we're going to get into little subtopics of it. Uh, Now, we're not going to bore you with the history of Thanksgiving. We're not going to get political with it either. Uh, We're just going to get into our own uh, personal Thanksgiving bullshit. Uh, So, without further ado, we're going to get to our first Thanksgiving topic, which is... One, two, three! Thankful. 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 What are you thankful for? Thank you, John Wayne. Um, that was a compilation. Myself and Mr. Thor got together. Yes. Uh, we were hitting some weights the other day, and we wrote that. And just real quick, came up with it. So he yes. said uh, he gave me permission to use it. He, he also said, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, it's to you. He said, what's up to you? But the reality is, is he's my friend, not yours. You don't, yeah. you don't know him. You didn't lift weights with him. You know, and this is why you don't believe in magic, dude. You break, you got to break down every little thing. You can't go with any bits. You just have to. Nope, no, nope. no, no, no. That's not right, people. People, he's making a funny, and nope, it's not. You know, funny. you know, it's like I don't mean to disagree with you, but you and I are from two different worlds. Mine is Earth. It's a different world <laughs> from where you come from. Uh, 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 I mean, uh. So, thankfulness. Uh, we decided that we wanted to list some things that we're thankful for uh, this Thanksgiving, as you all should. Uh, now, I want to preface this by saying this year, for the most part, has been a T-U-R-D turd. Uh, 2020 uh, has been a uh, painful year 
for a lot of people, lots of misery, a plague, uh, you know, like riots in the streets, police brutality, all sorts of stuff. We don't worry. So much misery. Like they played misery so many times on TMC, just over and over over and over. So much misery. Uh, Uh, Almost made me stop liking the movie, but I still do. Lots of people uh, out of work. um, You know, lots of lots of people. Uh, getting evicted, a lot of sad stuff uh, this year, and hopefully things are going to turn around. Uh, I certainly hope everyone listening is doing okay. Uh, but no matter how things, how bad things get, there are things to be thankful for. Uh, and you know, I've had my own personal tough times this year, uh, but I am still very thankful, uh, as I'm sure John Wayne is. So yeah. Um, I, I, I know it may be difficult for people uh, to be thankful this year, but we we should always find something to be thankful for. Um, you know, no matter how bad it is, somebody else has it worse. Um, there's always something. There's family. There's friends. There's things that we can be thankful for always. Yeah, absolutely. And when, uh, you know, and I, uh, I don't know, I talk about this on my other podcast, John May Lie to You a lot when i speaking of mental health from a mental health standpoint it's easy like for uh just speaking for myself to get off like spiral off into these weird negative fucking depression weird things but to pull myself out of it you know for this i have to you know i do this exercise and i and i if i keep that up then then i don't fall into those things but it's just like finding the small thing even if it's really small to be thankful for and appreciative of and it's like a ladder that i can climb out with those little things that build so it's always you know no it, shit is bad and it and it gets bad and i'm not trying to say like hey i get it bro cuz i don't man right. i don't you know we all have a different thing that's going on but right. we can find those little things to be thankful for and that's i think what we're we're getting at here absolutely absolutely so yeah. i wrote, i jotted down a couple of things that i'm very thankful for uh, both this year and, and just in general, any time that I'm really thankful for. Um, and uh, I hope it inspires, I hope that on this show we can inspire you all to find the things that you're thankful for uh, and, and, you know, and appreciate them and enjoy them. Uh, I really do. That's my Thanksgiving wish for all of you. And mine. Yes. So uh, you wrote down some things as well. Right. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I mean, do you want to go tit for tat, or how do you want to do this? Yeah, like I'll share one, you can <clears> share <throat> one, and like back and forth like that, and we can kind of discuss each one a little bit, you know? Yes. Yes. Would you like to start? Uh, if you want me to. Go for it, dude. Uh, one of the things uh, I think I'm most thankful for are the people in my life who... Um, who are like my family, but maybe aren't necessarily related to me. Uh, I definitely like, you know, one of them being my wife, you know, Katie, I tell her um, all the time, like, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I couldn't have done all this stuff without you. And she's like, yeah, dad, you're going to do whatever you want. You're chaos magic. Now, Chris <laughs> thinks that's bullshit, but you do whatever. I'm like, no, like, seriously, sometimes it's a really need... sweet, like impression. Mm-hmm. Like, you're so oh, my God. Oh, you, like, you're like, showing out and you're like, wah, wah, wah. Know, hold on, let me clear my throat a little bit. <clears throat> it's just like more like this. I got him, Katie. So you understand? That is actually how I do impersonate her to her face. So you can just say that she knows. Uh, but no, there's sometimes like you just need certain people in your life to allow that allow you to give yourself permission to 
be yourself and kind of like uh, be completely comfortable in what you're doing. And it's nice to have people who believe in you and believe in what you're doing, even when you're doing very ridiculous things. And, uh, you know, they're like, no, it's they're They're always there for you. So I'm very thankful for those people in my life, my friends who are my family, um, who allow me to be able to do any of the things that I do. I could not do it without without those uh, all those people in my life. So I'm very thankful for my family. That is my friends and, and all that kind of stuff together. Yeah. That's great, man. That's great to hear. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, friends are the family that we choose for ourselves. And um, what is that? Leviticus eleven nineteen. Nah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's no, an anonymous thing. I don't know. I'm just uh, joking. No, it's it's some saying. I I I didn't come up with it, but I don't know. I, it comes from somewhere. Uh, but no, I think that's very true. And I and I've thought that many times. Um, I think uh, it's, I think it's 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 this weird thing that people have where they feel like they have to stick by family. Like family, the bloodline is so important, and that like those always have to be the most important people. I say bullshit. I call bullshit on that. Just because you're related to somebody doesn't mean you have to like get along with them or care about them. I certainly don't. I have relatives that I don't talk to at all. Uh, you know, like I don't think that there's a responsibility, uh, like or, or a necessity to to having to try to force yourself to be around these people that you don't like. That if you weren't, if you didn't have a bloodline to, you wouldn't be talk to them at all. Uh, whereas with friends, friends are people that you are like minded with that you do enjoy spending time with they're the ones that should be important if you're friendly with with certain family members of course they should be important to you too but like if you don't get along with your brother or your cousin or whoever it is why should they be as nearly as important to you as your best friend you know I, I, I definitely Chris agree with you on that in that I do agree with you. Um, right. yeah, I have no, um, and we'll talk more about this when we get later into other segments, like when we, about family stuff, like for me, okay. but it's like, I, I have no, uh, I have no, uh, feeling like I need to have an attachment to people just because they are related to me in any capacity yeah. Yeah. because yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like, I wouldn't talk to you if, if you were just a person that I met. So right. why do I need to talk to you? Because we're related. That doesn't yeah. make sense to me. It and some people sense. probably, there's a lot of people who are probably listening to both of us being like, you guys are the worst. You don't know what true love is or some bullshit like that. But Blow this is what track. I say. Fuck yeah. This is what soccer. I say. You are uh, uh, lying to yourself because, uh, you know, family is who you make it for sure. And I don't give a shit if you're, if you share my last name or my blood, uh, I don't have to be your friend. You're goddamn right. Goddamn right. All right. Well, that's the end. <laughs> so we made that that thankfulness very negative there at the end. Uh, so let's move on to another right. uh, thankful thing. No, that's okay. I was right there with you. I I I, I started it. Um, I'm going to list some that I'm really thankful for, and I know you'll agree with me on this one. I'm thankful for dogs, not just mine, and not just all the ones I've loved in my life. But just dogs, just just dogs, all of them, all of, all dogs in the whole world. I'm so thankful for them. Uh, you know, uh, my friend Tangie always says dogs, we don't deserve them. And she's right. Uh, dogs are better than we are. Um, mm -hmm. They are loyal. They are trusting. They they care more about you than they do themselves. They understand uh, English. Certain words they do. Uh, 
And uh, I just like they make me so happy, dude. Like, like uh, my dog is as bear has stuck by me through everything, whereas people have abandoned me through everything. And when I rightly so, I'm an impossible person. Uh, but uh, bear doesn't think so. That reminds me, we have to uh, talk later. I'm sure we no, do. Sure. I'm sure we do. You, you're sending me a dear John Wayne letter, huh? Ah, come on, we uh, go together uh, like rambalam a ding dong, sticking to ding dong in the rambalam. But no, I just I love dogs so much. Like uh, just even just seeing one, what like when I'm out walking my dog and I see someone else walking their dog, just seeing that dog makes me happy. The, like I see a dog sticking its head out the window, driving past me, and it makes me happy. They make me happy and they make me smile all the time. I agree, dude. I love uh, I dogs are better than us. Like uh, like if you want to refer to our disagreement at the beginning of the show, uh, you could see I do, you know, place quite a high value on dogs. I have mine doing a midsummer night stream and then we're going to move into uh, Othello. Um, Cerberus is going to play the lead. Uh, So it's appropriate. And uh, yeah, I love my dogs like I, I. you know, I had that you said bears with you through everything like my my dog Lebowski that I lost like two, three years ago now in, in, in August. Um, he was the one that was with me, like through divorce, through moving, through everything. Right, right. He didn't have to be on a leash like he would just follow me outside. And he would like when I loaded up the van to go to gigs, he would just sit in the van while we loaded gear in and out and chill. Um, he always sat, you know, chilled while I was playing guitar or when I was writing. Yeah. And uh, he was the best dog ever. Rest in power, Lebowski. But my, you know, and the dogs I have now, of course, are my babies as well. Um, You know, and they're everything. And you know, Boney, we sing songs to him. Dogs are the best, anyway. That's what I want to say. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Yeah, dogs are the best. So uh, we could talk all night about dogs and how great they are, but uh, I think we should keep rolling. So, what else you got for me, baby? I'm thankful for the success that I've had in my career of writing um, in a big, bad way. I appreciate every like I was thinking about this, you know, leading up. I appreciate every little thing uh, from the time, like the first story to, you know, the next deals that I'm working out right now. Every everything. I'm just like incredibly grateful for that, like that people who I don't know, it's it, it's beyond like uh, where you get to that where you, when you realize like at a point where you're like, Oh shit, this isn't just like, uh, my mom supporting me, you know, right, this isn't just right. like my fr- friend, like, Hey, my mom this. thinks I'm cool. Wow. She does. Shouts out mom. Um, biggest fan of the show. Right. Like, you know, you reach that point and I'm like, Whoa, like this is different. These is people. I don't know these people. These Absolutely. are people I'm meeting. Yeah. These are people yeah. in different countries. These are definitely people in different states. It becomes something, uh, big. And I'm just so like, I'm very grateful for that. And that, help that also propels me forward uh so you know it's funny i had the exact same thing written on my list is uh is being grateful for uh what success i've had in writing show Uh, me grateful for success (laughs) yeah right number one number one richard dawson we run down we both kiss each other yeah we would have won man we would have won uh but no yeah i'm I'm very thankful for it I'm very thankful for, um, you know, for my writing success, and uh, I'm especially thankful uh, to all of my readers across the globe. Um, I'm published in multiple languages now, and I get f- fan mail from all over, 
uh, and it's really, really flattering and wonderful. Uh, so I'm so thankful to anybody who's read even a single book of mine. I really appreciate it, and I and I'm so happy when I hear that you guys have enjoyed it. Um, and the other thing I, I'm thankful for is all of the great writers like yourself uh, and, and and others, uh, too too many to name, who have you know been in my corner and have helped me along. Uh, some of the older, uh, more seasoned writers who've guided me. And uh, some of the younger writers who've like uh, asked me to guide them, like it's it's awesome. Uh, so it's a great community that we have. Uh, and I'm also thankful just for writing in general, for having writing in my life, uh, because it is the thing that makes me the most happy. Uh, and I and I know it sounds like some cheesy thing that what a writer would say, but this is really is the truth. Um, uh, writing is is what I have, and it's what I leave behind. I, I I don't have children. I've never wanted to have children. Uh, I'm divorced, and you know, like like my life, I've made it all about my writing, um, and just getting it out there and sharing the visions in my mind with others, and trying to give them some of that magic, as dark as that magic is. Um, and so, any anyway, uh, writing means everything to me. Without it, I don't know. Like I don't, I I wouldn't be me. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. So, yeah, I well, I talk about those kind of things. Like these, this is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. I can't not do it. I, it doesn't matter if you're not publishing this or, or I'm just sitting in a room by myself. I'm still like I'm still have to write. Like right. this is not yeah. something that goes away. No, so. it's not optional. It's like you can't <laughs> not do it. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, I, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, we both jumped on that, which is really cool. Um, I'm gonna say. Uh, Another thing I'm really thankful for uh, is steak. I really love steak, and I know you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, that's okay. But I love it. I love it so much. It makes me so happy every time I eat steak. I'm what's like, your favorite way to eat steak? Like, what's the best one you that makes you the happiest? Um, I once had a steak where I was eating it, and a girl made it for me. And she was going down on me as I ate it. That was probably the best way I've ever ate it. And this is true. Was this on Steak and Blowjob Day? It, it was. Yeah. It was on the. It was on that hit reality show, Steak and Blowjob. Yeah, it's kind of like The Bachelor. Only um, you get a steak and a blowjob. No, that's a thing. Steak and Blowjob Day. It's like March fourteenth or something. Is it really? Yeah, it's like the opposite of Valentine's Day. Oh, it's that's for awesome. guys. You, I, I, why you don't know I these know things. So you no. obviously this girl gave you a steak and blowjob day and you have no idea what it was. That's probably no. why you're not together anymore. No, uh, no. Like she just was like that. Like she was all about like this kinky, like that's too coincidental, stuff. dude. Steaks and blowjobs, not on a day. That's no, she just knew that those were my two favorite things in the world. So these and, and I got them at the same time. Uh, that's was awesome. Great. Yeah, you can't, yeah. She was like under the table while I was eating. It was it was amazing, dude. It was the best. Uh, so that's my favorite way to eat steak. But I I don't think that's okay. what you meant though. What, that what, wasn't what I, I meant. But I do appreciate yeah. the anecdote. Yes. <laughs> if I can find a way to talk about blowjobs on the show, I always do. You know this. You do. You do. Yeah. That's um, that's why we call you Johnny Blowjob, dude. Johnny. <laughs> so, but what what did you mean? Do you mean like what? temperature i like it at or no like 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 uh, so for instance if pe- people who don't know i don't eat red meat um so i don't eat steak but i understand that like you want it to be bloody and yeah and, that's what i meant by like, temperature. what, what yeah. kind of cut do you like like how do you take it do you take well, it like, like, do you put like shit your, on it do you eat it with a I, potato i like i like my steak um medium rare to rare 
I like it to be bloody, very bloody. Um, even though it's not, I mean, that's what we call it, but it's not actually blood. Um, because when you slaughter an animal, all of the blood is drained out of it. You know, it's bled completely. Uh, so what you're actually seeing is proteins uh, coming out in, 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 in a kind of watery, uh, uh, you know, deluge. Uh, that's what it is. It's you know, pinkish because it's pinkish because, you know, the meat is pinkish, uh, but it's not actually blood. Uh, but it is delicious and I do like it uh, to be rare. Um, I usually put a little bit of, uh, uh, of like spices on it, a little bit of, um, pepper and paprika, but, but, you know, you don't have to go crazy with it. Uh, and I actually prefer it, uh, made in a skillet rather than on a grill because I think grill dries it out too much. Cast iron um, type of skillet thing situation. Yeah. yeah that exactly. sounds, yeah, I, I, I can see that. Cause it, cause we have t like a couple of cast irons here and it, you keep all the juices and stuff going. Yeah. And I like a sirloin or maybe a New York strip, but I really prefer my my meat lean. And I know that's sacrilege to a lot of people. They want like, you know, the fat and the gristle. A lot of people think that's the best part that, that adds the flavor. It adds flavor. Definitely. You have to have a little bit on there when you cook it. Uh, but I personally can't stand gristle. Bear always gets the gristle and she's happy. She she likes that. So everybody wins. Uh, I'm actually going to have steak tonight because there was a sale down at the grocery store. And so I loaded up on some steaks. Anybody uh, coming around for that blowjob? Uh, sadly, no. Uh, okay, sadly, Bear, get the peanut butter going and no, the gristle. No, 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 no. No, uh, not no blowjob tonight uh, unless someone unless a woman like magically like appears in my in my living room, which is every introvert's dream uh, that that a woman just magically shows up. You know? And we'll read weird from weird science, the novelization next time <laughs> where we make women appear. Uh, and by the way, the, the steak blowjob girl, her name was Heather. That is no joke at all. Wow. And brother. It is a small, small world. It really is. I thought you were going to say it's a small penis. Uh, and I was like, why would I say that? that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got her on the chat right now. Uh, hey, you know what? Heather, you know what? Heather steak and blowjob day. Hey, you know what? My stepmother said that I had the biggest dick in the eighth okay. grade. Okay. Okay. She, she said I had the biggest dick in the eighth grade. And I said to her, is that because I have Spanish blood? And she said, no, it's because you're 19 years old. Oh, so this is, <laughs> this is like, so this is a joke. So if I were telling it, you would say something like, okay, Chris, very nice. But in reality, you weren't really 19 years old in the eighth grade. And you don't know your that. stepmother did not look at your dick. So moving I along. A, I, I never had a stepmother. And you never had a stepmother. And if you did, I'm going to bet that you, you know, would not show her your dick, <laughs> you know. So anyway, it depends on how hot she was. She would be. That's like I, that's hey, a whole. That's a whole like subcategory on the Pornhub, dude. The hey, I was gonna say, you go to go to my recommended for you on Pornhub, and <laughs> it, it is nothing but incest. It is just that's that's it. But I mean, there's that's what's out there, and that's what I like. So you know, hey, I, I like seeing. I I like seeing. Uh, never mind. Uh, I'm not even gonna get. That's into a it. different episode. You're We can't get pulled off on these things, dude. Let's move it's on. It'll be like the nudie bar again. It will be like the nudie bar episode where we get totally derailed. Um, so um, let's okay. What else you got for me that you're thankful for? What else you got? Okay, well, if you're, I'm gonna follow up your. I'm thankful for steak. With I'm thankful for weed. Ah, yes, yeah. I love weed. 
you know, you know that, what? That's like a perfect like like thing. Like the the weed, love you have for weed is the love I have for steak. Like you're you're known for how much you love weed. I am also known for how much I love steak. I I was gonna ask you. Uh, uh, did you ever do one of those contests at a restaurant where you're like, I'm gonna eat the steak like Homer did against that guy? Or no, anything? no. Uh, well, I did. I not for a steak, but I did do it uh, for a uh, giant hamburger at this place called Chunky's in New Hampshire. Oh whoa! Uh, yeah, I did. did you do it. I. Did but I didn't win because I refused to eat the pickle. There was like a pickle on the side, uh, and it was like the burger, the fries, and the pickle. And I was like, I'm not eating the fucking pickle. I was like, give me more fries, and I'll and I'll eat that. But no, I didn't. I didn't win it. But my buddy Keith was with me, and he did win. He got the certificate and everything, uh, but not me. I, I, I that pay. makes perfect fucking sense, dude. This is yeah. just like the fight over the lap dance all over again. You're not eating the pick. No, I'm not eating the fucking no. pickle. It's a fucking principle, man. I ain't eating I those got, fucking I, things. I got those things it. are disgusting. This they're they're like, they're very fucking on brand Very on brand for you. Pickles are fucking gross. They're I like pickles. You don't horrible. like horrible. Uh, I like I like pickles. I like, you like the, good the tickle pickle. pickle is what you I like. like a good fried pickle, like fried pickle chips and shit. You like, like you like the tickle pickle, but uh, who doesn't, dude? Yeah. But uh, I also like a good pickle, man. Uh, and I also like a good weed. That's what we're talking about. I'm thankful weed. for. Weed. Yeah, go, this, this. Uh, go I, I wish that weed were legal in Texas. That's not. Um, in Houston, of course, it's it's decriminalized to an extent. Um, but I just uh, you know. Some people, it affects everybody differently. Um, I happen to be able to function very well on it. I do wake and bake. I do. Well, that's why you're able to function on it so well, is you do it so much that. Right. You know, that's one thing. It builds up your tolerance. No, really, if you get up in the morning and the first thing you do is smoke weed, yeah, you're going to be able to function. Well, you just said you wake and bake. That just means the morning I got to feed the dogs, I got to make coffee. Oh, I got to write in my journal. I got to fucking write my goals. All right. I got to do right, the card. Hey, hey. And then I got to smoke a bowl, dude. That's how I do it. All right. Well, there you go. You know, and but, yeah, um, but I'm, my point is that if you do it all the time, yeah, of course you function well on it. When I did it all the time, I functioned fine because you get used to it, you know? Yeah, but not everybody can do that still. No, I, no. But anybody who smokes it every day, several times a day is going to get used to it. You are see this is how is this to get me back for that joke you just told? I'm not trying to get you back. Dude. I'm, 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 just, I, I, I'm relating. I, I used to be like that when I was a teenager. I smoked weed all the time. And it like like it got to the point where it didn't like make me like what? You know, it's like you just get used to it, you know? You do, and that and you do build up tolerances, but the great thing about living in today's world is the different strains of marijuana that you can get. Mm. And when you like, okay, so that's what makes the dispensary so great. Like, the first time I went to a dispensary, it was like, now I know why America is so good. Like, I felt well, free. It, it's not legal in Texas, is it? They don't have dispensaries no. in Texas, do they? No, no, no. This was oh, okay. In, okay. I went to Colorado, like, two weeks okay. after it gotcha. was legalized um, <clears throat> and went to a dispensary. And that was like the – it was like my crowning achievement up till that. I was like, this is the best thing ever that's happened in my yeah. life. <clears throat> but since then I've been to a lot of dispensaries and I go all the time in any, any legal state I'm in, I always go to a dispensary. I, you know, if you listen to, I talked about Vegas and I went and got, you know, those, those shits right away, but that's what you have to mix it up. Like different strains. It's different, do different things and have different right. percentages of THC. And some of them are hybrids and some of them are this, and some of them put you down and some of them lift you up. Uh, and when you're at the mercy of the dealer, now while the dealer level has gotten a lot better, 
uh, because you get now. Like I have the choice <laughs> of dealers uh, now and menus. I have one dealer, dude. Like one of the one of the people I go to has not only has like she's they have everything, everything you could want. But uh, is in terms of weed, it's like, all right, I got this for this much, this for I mean, like just tons of strains. So when you mix up the strains, that's how you keep like you know getting high and just different methods. Like the first time I smoked out of the bottle bong in Chicago last year in November, one year ago. What's a I got bong. What's a bottle bong? It's not like a regular bong. What's a bottle bong? Uh, I know what a bong is. The bottle bong is. Oh man, it's. Hold on. <laughs> Jesus, sorry. I haven't smoked weed in like twenty years, dude. I don't know. I can't hear you. I know, but our listeners can, and that's what's important. What? I was saying that I don't know this shit. I haven't smoked oh. weed in like. No, no, I, I just thought because I, I've talked about it like ad nauseum. I figured I probably went on about it to you, but it's just this piece. Like, see, this is a bottle of water I'm holding up if you're watching the video. Yeah. And okay. all that it's just the bottle bung is this part. And then this this is a uh, glass like bowl and stem and you take it out and it fits into this part and you just take it with you. And you just get any bottle of water and you make a little hole in it for a carb and then you just smoke. And oh, it's like, okay, oh. so it's just like a it's just like a makeshift portable bong then. It's not like I mean, because yeah. all bongs are, are water bongs, like you know. Yeah, it's called bottle bong. Okay. Because you can make you. it out of a bottle. Any bottle. I get you. But sure. uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean I mean like uh, I talked about it so I was so excited to discover this. And yeah. uh, I got the first time I smoked out of it, I was like, what the fuck is this bottle of water bullshit? Like I was in the back of the car with a couple of guys at Days of the Dead. And I was like, all right, whatever. And it changed my life dramatically yeah. to where I almost was like, I'm going to give up this writing thing and just go to every convention and sell bottle bongs on my table. <laughs> like that's how like into it I was. Well, was when I was in when I was in high school and shit uh, or even even junior high, to be honest. Uh, we used to make like disposable bongs out of like soda or not bongs, uh, but pipes out of uh, soda cans, you know, like you, yep. you, would, you would dent it in, you poke the holes in it and like, you just put the weed in there and you, you know, like we used to do that all the time, uh, which was some ghetto shit, but, uh, and it always tasted really tinny and terrible. Uh, but yeah, weed like weed and buying weed is a universe of difference from what it was in like the mid nineties when oh, I yeah. smoked it. Um, where like, no, you just, you didn't even know, like, you like, there was a couple of different ones. Like you always heard about like crypto is supposed to be the best, but you never knew if you were getting it or if like some guy was ripping you off. There mm-hmm. was red hair weed. I remember the red hair. You could actually tell it was that cause it had like the little red strains running through it. Uh, and you know, you know me and a redhead dude, I loved the red hair weed. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but otherwise it was just, it was just fucking weed. It was just grass, man. And there wasn't a menu. There wasn't like types that got you up or got you down. Maybe there were, but you didn't know when you bought the fucking thing. And right. uh, it also wasn't as strong as it is now. The last time I, I even tried weed, um, maybe it was 15 years ago or something. And I was at, uh, I was at a friend's party at his fucking horse ranch and he, and like, you know, like all these guys, like people think these farmers and stuff like that, they're like they grow fucking weed that'll blow your fucking brains out. And I learned that hard. Yeah. And I learned that the hard way. I was just like, you know, I was like kind of being peer pressured. They're like, come on, you know, come on, cowboy Chris. Like, why don't you, why don't you, you know, take, take a hit for old time's sake. I was like, all right, fine. I'll take one hit. 
blew my fucking head off because I hadn't had fucking weed in forever, years and years. And it was just one hit. And like, I'm thinking like the way it was back in my day, you know, you take a little hit and you could just, you could just smoke a joint, you know, you could just like smoke it and take a few hits, pass it around. You get a little buzz and you're fine. This shit, I was fucked up for hours, dude. Mm. And I absolutely hated it. And I swore it off. I, I swore off weed forever. Uh, that was the last time I, I did it. And it was the last time I'll ever do it. Cause it was just, Oh so man, intense. you won't get high with me sometime. Like on the no. show. What if I drove up to your house and no. all the way up in new England? No, dude. No, no. I really, really dislike uh, the the effect that weed has has on me now. Uh, I really like it. It like freaked me out, and I was just like, it it, it made me really unhappy. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no, I, I can't do All that right. anymore. No. Well, that I mean, I do. I have um, just because you mentioned that, like, I'm known for smoking weed to an extent. Uh, uh, so when I'm at cons and stuff, people want to smoke weed with me. Yes. And um, I have put many people to bed uh, smoking with them because they're not used to like they're yeah. just like, yeah, let's smoke, dude. And I'm like, I, I'm like, all right, cool. And I load up like what I smoke and I smoke good weed. Like I don't smoke fucking Reggie anymore. That's a young man's thing. I've graduated. I, you know, I'm I smoke real people, man's weed. Like, you know, I the good well, stuff. I've, I've put he smokes that shit. I've put many ladies to bed after giving them a steak dinner. So it all okay, ties that's together. That's weird. You're getting weird. I mean, like, I'm not like putting them. I mean, like, people who hey, are I'm like, class, yeah, you, you buy them dinner first. You're right. You're very, you're a gentleman. But like, people who are like, yeah, let's smoke. And then all of a sudden they just fade away into the background and you don't see them again until the next morning. Like, and they're like, oh man, shit. Like, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, weed today is very different. Um, it's very different. Yes. But I don't want to get, like, you said, you know, I, I did say, like, there's different strains and different things that, like, you know, oh, this makes you up, down, hybrid, whatever. But I'm not that much of, like, a, 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 some kind of, like, weed, like, snob or, like, where I'm like, hmm, I think I must switch up to this, like, whatever. I'm always like, just give me weed. Like, I want to buy some weed. Um, like, just but like, you coffee turn your nose up at, like, the people who just don't care, just get whatever and, smoke fucking resin you know no i i don't smoke red like regular weed like swag like reggie mm -hmm. anymore i don't know do you smoke. turn your nose it sounds like you turn your nose up at those people richie rich who who what like people who smoke reggie whatever the fuck that I is i do turn my nose up at them because okay, it makes so you're, me sick so you're you're it. a you're a richie rich pretentious weed smoker you think I'm you're not. better than the, the hood rats and their cheap weed no i said i've graduated beyond that is I what see. i've said yeah, you know, I mean, Nick smokes it, and I don't. Anytime he's like, "You want some Reggie?" I'm like, "Nope," because we drive all the time, and uh, he smokes out of this fucking metal pipe. And you mentioned smoking out of tin cans. I hate smoking out of oh, metal, dude. Yeah, the taste it is, is terrible. Yeah, we, yeah. May, I was gonna tell you, like, uh, we when I worked at that uh, software store with Nick P and a couple other guys, we, we for some reason we we got these like uh, impulse buy items. It was a tin of mints, like Altoids, but it was in the shape of a mouse, like a computer mouse. Yeah. So we made uh, um, pipes out of them where we like, you know, dented it in, made a hole, like made the holes. And then we went into the Barnes and Noble next to us and took the screens out of the bathroom. Out sink of the sinks, dude. And yeah. Put them in there, and then we would that, smoke. Dude. We would like, you know, be stand out, take turns standing out the back door of the store and using that to smoke out of as a pipe. And then we just hide it in the, um, you know, because all those kind of retail stores have uh, those recessed, you know, ceilings. And we would just. Fuck. We would just put it up in the ceiling tiles and hide it. <clears throat> I don't know. We were hiding it ass from upper management because everybody in the store used it, including Nick, who was our manager. <laughs> 
for those who don't know, by the way, the whole sync screen thing is this is if you're not a total drug fiend, uh, what you do is like uh, uh, the sinks have filters on them. They have these little screens. Uh, and so if you go to the spout, you can unscrew it uh, and uh, the, the spout itself, and there'll be a little circular screen in there uh, that you can take out and you can use that as a screen for your pipe. Uh, yeah, I used to do the exact same thing. I would steal them from just about any bathroom I went into. I if I didn't need one, just have reserves, you know? I like that, dude. That's that's daring. Uh, I was a rebel, and, I was, and I'll never be any good. <laughs> I know. All right, so moving on from, from weed, um, I, I've got, I have something that I know is just going to make you mad. Uh, but I wanted to mention it because I'm thankful that it exists, but I uh, I miss it because of uh it's one of those things that was taken away from us so i just want to pay tribute to something uh okay. i'm thankful for kissing <laughs> which i know you hate i knew you were gonna say some shit like that you never want to kiss me uh You're but, thankful uh, <laughs> for kissing i'm thankful for kiss because kissing is wonderful uh and i miss it uh because even if i had someone who wanted to kiss me and i know there's plenty of them out there but i just uh <laughs> You know, I'm not in, in immediate uh, in immediate pr- proximity. Um, right, right. But no, like with COVID and everything, it's like I mean, people still you know kiss their wife or their girlfriend or whatever. But like, like uh, you can't just like go on a date and just kiss somebody. Or if you do, you're being reckless and you're basically it's it's like okay, we're we're gonna just risk death uh, to kiss each other because uh, kissing is is a wonderful thing. Like I love it. I love making out. Like I'm all about it, dude. And uh, so I'm thankful that it exists, and I want to just say, uh, kissing, we miss you. We can't wait for you to come home. I ki- I kiss my friend Paige, who cuts my hair. But yeah. We we do a kiss hello. Is that reckless? Yes. <sighs> yeah, no, it absolutely is. Of course, it is. You know, it's just Especially like because you go to like these spreader down. events. It's, yeah, I go to the super spreader events of the you super do. churches. But no, you go no, you go to these these events where there's just a bunch of people, and like you're meeting everybody and and all that. Like no, you you go to these these public events, and so it creates a danger. And you go out of state to do it, which is like a a big west. You go out of state to do it, dude. Yeah, like like whenever when every time intervention, what is happening? Every time I go to my physical therapy, that's one of the first things they ask is like, "Have you been out of state?" And I say no, because I'm a responsible citizen. Unlike John Wayne, who makes out with his hairdresser after he goes to Las Vegas. Kissing rules is what we were talking about. I was saying it's like, just eat. I don't, just, just, just bring eat. dinner. Just eat, just eat. Oh, you mean just fuck rather than kiss? Is that what you mean? Yes, I mean, I, why do we got to be kissing? It's like, it, it's weird. It sounds gross. It's not gross. It's, it's, it's super romantic. It's the prelude to, to something more. It's, it's, ah, it's great, dude. The, like, the first kiss. got this soft romantic side to you, dude, that dude, I just the, don't understand. The first kiss is, oh, man, it's like you cannot beat it, dude. The first kiss. I remember every first kiss with every girlfriend I ever had because it was just fucking awesome. It's like that magic moment, man. It's like, you know, like you hear Roy Orbison playing in your head. It's just fucking great. It's the best. It's the best. It's better than the fucking sex. It's like it's more memorable than the sex. But you don't get to have many first uh, more first kisses, though, like once you're in a relationship. 
Unless what are but you I after know, you every month? Are you like recruiting? But every every kiss is special. But like you always remember that first kiss. You know, like I'll never forget my, my first kiss with any of the any of the ladies that I've been uh, blessed with. I will not or cursed with. I will never forget that first kiss, man. I, I, like really, they will stand out in my mind more than anything else. Yeah, you know, the crystal clear memories. Friend. I kiss my friend Connor on the lips when I see him. Is that reckless? Right now, yes. No, you shouldn't be kissing people right now. Are you fucking kidding? We're we're in a fucking plague where where this it's transmitted like by some... like saliva and shit and and yeah, of course it's of course it's reckless. I... I wear a fucking I wear a mask when I fucking take my dog for a walk out in in wide open space. You know, like no, like we mm. if we all just fucking buckled I... down on this shit, like this this stuff would be over. But no, people keep kissing their hairdressers. I just want to point out that for somebody who's so pro kiss. They seem to be, you seem to be like every, you know, really just tearing apart any kissing. That right now. Yes. That, that was the whole point as I was bringing this up because it I'm doesn't just, for it. For, okay. I'm thankful for kissing and I miss it is what I'm saying. I am missing your kissing, you know, like we can't do that right now. Of course we can kiss our spouse or whatever, you know, live in, live in, you know, uh, couples or whatever, uh, but you know, like, like, you, like, I can't imagine trying to date right now. Like, how fucking crazy would that be to try to date during COVID? Dude, have, you, have you seen those? Uh, I've only seen these commercials because they've been on like Hulu and shit between Married with Children. But where it's like um, one of the dating websites that, like, a Tinder or something. But it's 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 just showing the people doing video dates with each other and oh, they're like God. oh here's my and we're having breakfast together and oh my dog's name is richard like it's just like that no like, I'd rather have, i can't wait to like it's like i'd rather have nothing I'd yeah i'd rather blow my brains out like what that's, the fuck dude like forget that that is so sad and pathetic it's i like i would rather have nothing and that's why i have nothing um well we all get what we want and but, if you're, <laughs> but if you're interested in kissing me you know that cory hotline is is open <laughs> If you want to kiss now, now it's going to blow up. Yeah, it's going to blow up. But yeah, I'll have to take all your I'll have to pre kiss everyone for you, dude, because you're waiting for COVID to be done. I'll be like, your, I'll be like your fucking royal food taster. Make okay, sure nothing's good. poisonous. Yeah, let, let me know which ones are good. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, uh, moving on, I have two more that I want to do. Uh, what What do you've got? You've got more. Uh, I've got. One more. All right. Or, or to, you, is it my turn? Uh, yeah, but I have two more, so maybe I'll do. I'll start with one, and you'll do you one. Do one. Yeah, do yours. Right, I'll do one. Uh, so I don't. The, this is not a political show, as you guys know. But we're not talking about politics. We're talking about the end of the biggest threat to this country uh, that we've ever had from the inside. Uh, of course, I'm talking about uh, Mr. Trump. That that horrible disgusting narcissistic orange piece of maggot eaten shit is not going to have a second term uh we've got uh mr joe biden and kamala harris the first uh female vice president uh who is also our our first um african-american and uh south asian uh 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 vice president as well uh so this is this is very exciting i love the diversity of it and I also love that that horrible piece of maggot-eating shit is gone for good. I fucking hate that guy. I'm not saying anything against the Republican Party. I'm saying him specifically. Uh, he was an awful fucking demagogue, and I'm glad he's gone. May he rot in hell forever. 
I'm done. And if we're going to do hot takes on that as well, I think that these people that are coming up on uh, news things and be like, well, I can't live under a socialist government. I'm moving out. Where I think that I think that no, 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 no. This is what I say. (laughs) If that's you, if you're like, I'm going to move out because this social do me do us all a favor. Just blow your brains out. Just kill yourself, and then you spare another country from your bullshit, but you're not going to go there anyway. You're just going to no. sit here and complain. So just just be done with it, just you know? Me. And that is a hot take. Yes. Thank you. Uh, and, like, I, I appreciate that other people have different political opinions and all of that. Fine. If you voted for Bush, if you voted for McCain, I'm fine with that. I have voted Republican myself. In, in my life, I was very much for McCain. Not but, during Nam, of course. Not during Nam, of course. But in 2000, I was very much for McCain. And as we all know, uh, Bush got the nomination and went against Gore and all that. Uh, but I was very much for McCain at the time. So I'm not just some some liberal wacko who's just always against Republicans. I'm not. But this current administration is awful. And I'm glad to see them gone. Uh, these people have brought fascism to our country in a way that that I've never seen before. They have this alternate reality where they just live off of just fucking straight out lies with no evidence. Uh, and Donald Trump is a horrible, horrible, horrible racist son of a bitch uh, who did more damage to a country than any other leader we've ever had. So I'm super thankful that the motherfucker is gone. I think on that we can agree. Okay. I know we do. Uh, but anyway, that's it. Just wanted to say that real fast. So go ahead, sir. Uh, with your your last thankful, and then I'll do my last thankful. Um, did you forget what it was? No, I'm trying to think, like, because I might have two. So I might uh, let me do two. This is why you write them down, dude. <laughs> Look, mom, give me a fucking <laughs> break, dude. I don't need your never. <laughs> Uh, all right, what do you got? I want to say, but I think this ties back into what we maybe I, we didn't touch on this. We were talking about like uh, like um, success in our field, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm extremely thankful for having uh, a group of friends that are close friends to me that do the exact same thing that I do. Mm. So the conversations are invaluable that I have with those people. Like, you know, like you, yourself, but other any all the other writers and authors that we know um, that that are in our circle or whatever. Like, I think that that I'm very thankful for that. Extremely yeah, definitely. Me like, too. It's almost like being able to speak in another language to somebody like, oh, let me slip into my native tongue or whatever. Right, right. Uh, because because writers, other writers understand in the way that people that aren't writers don't understand what we're talking about, what we're going through, the things we're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that kind of that kind of goes into the last thing that I want to say that I'm thankful for. Okay. Uh, I'm thankful for you. I was that's my last one too. Of course it is. I know. I, I like. Of course it is. Like I was hoping to get to it before you did. <laughs> I'm thankful for you, dude, uh, and everything you you do for this show. You're one of my closest friends. I love you very much, uh, and I love that we have this show. It's so much fun, and I appreciate everybody who listens to it. And I look forward to doing this with you every week. Uh, I love you, buddy. I love you too, man. Um, I was going to say, I'm thankful. I am very thankful for you because I, you know, I do two other podcasts and they're by myself. Uh, and so doing something like that is diff- uh, difficult with somebody. But, you know, from the from the get, we've talked about our origin story where we, you know, 
clicked at the beginning, like uh, right from the start. And then it just kind of like it, those things are um, important and they don't happen all the time and they're important to acknowledge. Um, so we fit like uh, two keys in a lock or two. We got to get those best friend uh, heart pendants. Dude, <laughs> we do. We do. Them. Those peas in the pod. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm thankful for you as well, man. And your, and your friendship and your guidance and your inspiration, uh, are, are impression. to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the best dude. It is the best. So thank you, dude. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right. Well, now that we've uh, had our schmaltzy ending to this bit, I think it's time to move on, uh, to our next topic, which is one, two, three, four. Thanksgiving memories. Precious, precious memories, dude. That's memories, not memories. Thanksgiving, the show. And also, precious memories. It's another show, also. (laughs) That's a website, I believe. Um, So yeah, we were just going to talk about Thanksgiving and like what it uh, means to us and uh, memories we have of it and uh, Mm -hmm. etc. Because this is this show is going to air on Thanksgiving Day. Um, That's right. And I'm not dating us. I'm just saying it's going to air. On That's it's day. this is today when you're listening to this, you're probably listening to it to get away from your uncle who right. is creepy and touches you or the football game or uh, I like football, so I wouldn't or be your, listening or to your this. grandmother or, who loves Donald Trump. And yeah, you, this conspiracy that he that the exactly. election was stolen, uh, even, exactly. though, uh, even though the Republicans won the Senate. So like. I don't know why, and that's on the same ballot, so I don't know why they would steal one thing and not the other. But anyway, um, yeah. eh? or uh, maybe, or maybe you're listening to it on the drive to Grandma's house or wherever you're going. Could be listening to it there. Um, right. So, you know, um, yeah, uh, but yeah, this will air on Thanksgiving Day. So this is the Thanksgiving episode, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, let's just let's just let's wrap, my man. Let's uh, let's talk about. Uh, thanksgiving Uh, yeah how what are your feelings on the holiday well here's the deal like with uh this holiday any holidays mostly um i uh so all of my extended family lives in pennsylvania like in pittsburgh pennsylvania um so that's where that's where i was born but uh in in west pittsburgh delphia born and raised I, uh, but no, I moved when I was like, you know, five, almost six to Texas and we moved here and we have no family here. Yeah. Um, so like we had like our like great uncle and, but that wasn't, you know, that's not like, I don't know. That's weird. it was, it wasn't, you know, so we were immediately like detached from that. So yeah. I, I had like this, uh, I don't have this connection with, um, thanksgiving as far as like and then everybody comes and we all right, right. bring a thing and then nah, 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 nah. like it's just my family my immediate family my mom my dad my brother my sister and me yeah every year like that's how it is so and your mom so, and dad get to like your mom and dad are separated right yeah they're divorced now but, but you this... all get together anyway that's great no 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 dude this is great. <laughs> no they're di- they got okay, divorced right. like uh <laughs> i thought you were you saying know. like you do that now <laughs> no, no, no 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 this is like back like like my yeah my thanksgivings like yeah, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a big event where we went to everybody's house and i guess and did that kind of thing so it wasn't ever anything to me like the only one of the like uh well, I mean, early on before I had to work, 
one of the traditions that my mom did was on the day after Thanksgiving, she would always take us to the mall mm. on that Black Friday. That was just, and then that that was like our. Did we go to the movies? I think that was Christmas. She, she probably needed you to, because you, your little bodies could like maneuver through the big fat fuck, so you can go and grab the Cabbage Patch Kid uh, before anyone else could, like on the Black Friday. That's that, that's probably why she brought you. I, you know, I didn't, and, and this is back when I had no concept of what Black Friday was or sale. I mean, this is like I'm just like yeah. ah, I love things. Like, let's go to the mall. So I have no idea. Like I guess she was Christmas shopping uh, and and such. Um, but moving forward from that, I, I even get more disconnected from not only Thanksgiving, but the entire holiday season, because I know that, uh, I was, a, I Richie rich counting my money and pressing my, yeah. my short pants suit. Uh, yeah. but Polish. I polishing, that's right. <laughs> polishing as well. Coat of wax. But, <clears throat> and now Biff, I want two coats of wax this time. Uh, my shit sorry, was... I mean, I meant, I meant I was just finished up the first coach right now. <laughs> Don't con me. Don't you con me. Um, but along with being Richie Rich, I I had a job uh, from the time two weeks after I turned 16 until a year ago. This this day, this week, basically. Mm. So I always had a job. I never did not have a job. Um, I never got fired from a job until this one that I got fired from. Um, I never, you know, just quit and had no job. I always had a job. And I was always really? You only got fired from one job? Yeah, I'm a good worker, dude. I have a very, very okay. solid work ethic. That's part of why I'm successful. Well, hey, I got a solid work ethic, too. But I'm also a dangerously unstable man. I've been fired from a lot of jobs. See, and that, I know. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell. But but my thing is I, I'm very insubordinate. I hate authority and I don't like people telling me what to do. So I do what I want to do anyway. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and see, that is we're exactly the same in that. However, I can subvert the authority and still enact my will, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. uh, I'm still going to do whatever I want and get away with all this shit. But I'm going to subvert the authority altogether and get around no, it. I That's what I did at Starbucks. Starbucks and and fucking ruled. You ruled. I've learned that I've learned to do that myself as I've gotten older. But uh, when I was a younger man, you know, when I was say thirty eight, like forget it. Like, you know, like, and you know, like like being in customer service, like that's the real thing. Is like when customers think they can treat me or or my employees like shit, I just fucking go off on them. Uh, so and like you know, the company doesn't appreciate that, but I do it anyway. So. Right. And that's what I wanted to also get what I was talking about working the whole time. The only jobs I've ever had have been service industry jobs. You know, right. I worked right. I worked at my first job was Kroger. I were uh, the grocery store. I was a, a sacker for one year and seven months. A sacker. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's what we call a bagger sacker. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess that's a regional thing. I never heard that. Yeah. You just bag like we didn't check. Well, yeah, I know what that is, but yeah, yeah. you call it, like where I'm from, you bagger. call that a bagger. I've never heard bagger. sacker before. Yeah. Oh yeah, we call it sacker, and uh, that was my first job at the Kroger, and like I fucking worked my ass off there, and that was my first taste of the holidays being ruined. Oh because yeah. Because not only did I have to work on the day like 
before Thanksgiving, but the day of Thanksgiving. Day I was of. At yep, the day at the grocery store. Yep. Absolutely. So grocery like, store. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the, you know, that was the first time I missed out on just like our fan, like our five person family Thanksgiving. Right. right. Um, Still, it's the principle of the thing. No one should have to work on Thanksgiving. No one. No one. Uh, and and, I, and as you know, I've worked uh, in grocery stores um, multiple times throughout my life. And mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Where, but first of all, Thanksgiving at grocery stores is a fucking nightmare. You know, it's just absolutely awful. I, it's I it's jam-packed. Imagine. It's jam-packed all the time. You're just, you're just dealing with these selfish, ungrateful, hate-filled people uh, who rather than being thankful are just like, I can't believe you're at a fucking canned pumpkin. I'm like, on Thanksgiving Eve, you can't believe that? Yeah. You dumb fuck. Why'd you wait for the last minute, you dumb fuck? Why don't you go fuck yourself and your fat fucking ass, Karen? Um, right. Uh, and so, like, yeah, like, people just, just are, are awful and suck all the joy out of Thanksgiving. They have no Thanksgiving spirit. But then, like you said, you end up having to work on Thanksgiving Day as well. And then those like those same motherfuckers come in there and they all say the same thing to, to you. They're like, I you know, can't like, believe oh, you have to work on it. Exactly. Oh, like, I can't believe you have to work on Thanksgiving. Oh, man. And I'm like, motherfucker, you're the one who's you guys in here. Break. Yeah, if you weren't I'm here. like, motherfucker, I'm you're the one who's in here. If you weren't shopping here, if there were no fucking sales, everyone could be at home right now. But you motherfuckers come out here for that can of fucking evaporated milk that you forgot, and you have the fucking audacity, you have the fucking unmitigated gall to say to us, Oh, it's so sad that you have to work on Thanksgiving. It's your fucking fault, motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck right. you. Fuck your mother in the face. Fuck you. Yeah. And so that was my first taste of the holidays uh, being kind of spoiled by working. Yes. And, you know, I my most of my working experience comes from Starbucks. I worked for Starbucks for 15 years. I was a manager for 10 years, the last 10 years of my career I'm in Starbucks. Sorry. That's okay. But Starbucks ruined the holidays for me i i've had a a harsh disdain for the holiday season thanksgiving through christmas that has uh only slowly like it's now five years since i've worked for starbucks and it is still eroding away like just last year this past christmas katie we we put up a a little baby dick christmas tree like a foot and a half with some (laughs) But she put some skulls and she put a Ouija planchette and shit on there to appease me or or to placate me, I mean, really. But like, that's how hardcore I am. Like, I give a fuck. I absolutely hear you on that. About any of it. I absolutely hear you on that, dude. And and you're absolutely right. Uh, The holidays are completely ruined by working in customer service and retail or being a a, a, a waitress or anything. Yeah. Anything customer service related uh, ruins it. and uh yeah and, and like even like the fucking christmas t- music turning on on november 1st and shit like just driving yeah. you out of your fucking skull and and just shitty ungrateful people it, for those of you listening if you're going into a grocery store and they don't have what you want on thanksgiving eve fuck you you should just be so thankful that these poor overworked stress out people aren't ripping your throat out like you fucking deserve you miserable maggot eating piece of shit so, uh, yeah, so I feel you on that is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. And with with a, a company like Starbucks, like holiday is a a huge part of the quarter. Like like we end our like it's the first quarter is December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they end theirs in October or no, 
Yeah, it's the first quarter. October, November, December is our first quarter, or, or was that? So it's like a it's big deal. Retail. We start we start having meetings for holiday, like as managers, in October, I, and that's that's, and it that's what it is in and, any in any kind of restaurant or uh, or or retail environment. Yeah, absolutely. And we had to do these holidays the the setup where they wanted basically the store to transform overnight for the customers. Mm-hmm. So like we would stay all night like you yep. close the store and have to stay all night and like have like three or four of your baristas with you mm-hmm. and set up the store and all of the holiday shit dude took fucking hours it was so yeah. much shit dude i would i would just stay all day and open boxes to prep it and then stay yeah. all night and do it so right. that kind of stuff like it's it's cool and all for if you don't if you're like listen if you're like some school teacher listening you're like well i like going to starbucks and have the holiday cups come up well that's great but like it's and and that's what it's for. It's for you, but it sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks for the it's people that actually have to experience so, this. For those of you listening, like you need to be nice to people in the service industry at all times, but particularly during the holidays, because it is the most stressful, most awful time to work in the service industry. It's an absolute fucking nightmare. It's brutal and awful and thankless. Uh, and you you need to be nice to these people. Um, you really you really really do. Uh, but m- moving on from that, uh, I wanted to say that my Thanksgiving, um, in a, in a similar way to yours, is you know like when I was about nine years old, my family left New York and we went down to Florida. So uh, I had the same type of thing where it was just the immediate family for Thanksgiving. It wasn't the extended family, the big get together, uh, and also my family was very dysfunctional. So my dad would basically just be like watching football the whole time. We'd be sitting down to dinner and he'd keep getting up and being like going to watch the TV when like the crowd started to cheer or whatever. Um, and, uh, the food was never really good. Like, you know, I kind of like my mom's side of the family is Irish. And so Irish food is fucking awful. Uh, and like the Turkey was always dry as shit. Uh, but that said, I, I really like the concept of Thanksgiving very mm-hmm. much. I like the concept of it. Yes, it's ruined by uh, other people, but all things are ruined by other people. Every single thing on earth, other people ruin. Um, but if it's just you and one or two people and you get together and you all make a bunch of food and you just kind of like pig out and enjoy it and just have like a, a day of just relaxation and just gorging your fat fucking American face, it's kind of awesome. It's kind of great. And you watch your football or you watch this and that. Uh, and one of the things that I did mention at the top of the show that I really enjoy is I like watching the parade. I really do. I don't care about the football games. I'm a, I'm a weird man. I like the parade, though. I really do. I enjoy the Macy's State Parade. You are you a are weird a- man. That's absolutely correct. Um, yes. But another thing is I do enjoy the football, but I did grow up like that was something we did in our house, like sure. living in just my house with my, my parents and brother and sister putting on the parade every thanksgiving morning and even watching like the pregame parade shit and like that was even more boring than the parade yeah. <laughs> so it's just like and i don't even know why like it just became well, something because really when you think about it it's pretty fucking stupid and it's really boring and you're just waiting for santa claus at the end basically like you want, and then that means that santa no. claus is like christmas is here I am um, not waiting for santa claus when i watch the fucking thing i just well, want to see the balloons mad at me dude I, I just I like seeing the balloons and I like seeing I like seeing people just all bundled up and like you know like hanging out on the streets of New York you know it's like that's where where I was you know from New York mm-hmm. and everything and like just like 
seeing these people like out there with like the balloons and the and like the marching bands and all that. I, I love that. I think it's great. I really enjoy seeing that. Uh, but what I don't like is it's become very Hollywood. It's become very Broadway. Uh, and when I was younger, it wasn't like that, uh, at least not to my recollection. But now it's just like, and you know, it's brought to you by NBC or whatever, and there'll just be these constant interruptions. Like the, I could see the parade going on behind the motherfuckers, but it's just people like, and now let's bring out, you know, Troy McClure to talk about his his latest sitcom. You know, like you know, like shit like that. And it's mm. just like, shut the fuck up. Just you know, like they're just the network promoting itself, uh, and and that bothers me. But then the thing that that also gets me is there'll be like these shows where they'll have like actual celebrities, uh, in the middle of the parade like doing like a segment from legally blonde the 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 broadway musical it's mm. just like shut the fuck up just you know like they're just the network promoting itself uh and and that bothers me but then the thing that that also gets me is there'll be like these shows where they'll have like actual celebrities uh in the middle of the parade like doing like a segment from legally blonde the 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 Broadway musical and shit like that. And it's just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't That's... remember that from as a kid. Like, it was just like, here's a marching band. Here's a bunch of people who sing a song, but it wasn't just like, uh, like a shameless self-promotion of, uh, of these like bigger things and like having big celebrities in it and stuff, you know? Do you think that you just don't, as a child, we don't remember it that way. And it really was that way. And now we can just see it. It might have actually changed. Um, and also, that's I what I said is I don't remember it from. I don't remember that from my childhood. Maybe there was that element to it, but I truly believe that even if there was, it's much more crass and in your face now. Well, of course, everything like that I would yeah. say is you have to like yeah. adjust for the curve. Also, have you ever been to one of the parades? Like, I have not. Uh, and I the reason is is I hate being in a crowd. Uh, but I, but like, I've been very tempted to, like, I would love it if I had a friend who like had an apartment, like where like, you know, you could like hang out and like, see it. Like, I'll give you a great example. Seinfeld. I don't know. I, I never watched that show. Um, but, uh, but I'll give you a good example of that kind of thing is, uh, is, um, my buddy Joe, when I lived in Boston, he had an apartment that looked out right over where the Boston fireworks are done on the 4th of July. And he'd invite people over and we'd go and watch the the fireworks and it was fucking awesome it was like a front row fucking seat to mm. like one of the greatest fireworks shows in america uh so i wish i had something like that for the parade but i don't um but yeah dude the fucking balloons are awesome man snoopy and spider-man and everything uh but i don't like when they have these flash of flash in the pan characters that turn the parade into a farce like poochie <laughs> and uh legally blonde <laughs> yeah. what you're saying like, no i want to see i want to see charlie brown you know, and I, and and stuff like that. I don't want to see um, whatever new fucking like f- frozen, you know, snowman or whatever fucking but, new but, Disney Pixar thing. But Fuck that. that's what it would be for us if that if we were kids watching it. Like, no, dude, knows when, who the fuck a Snoopy we were, is now, dude. No, dude. Even when we were young, Snoopy was old. Spider Man was old. You know, like that shit goes way Spider-Man's back. Super new though. I mean, you Spider Man no, age. Not. Dude, he has Spider-Man. a million movies out right now. He's no, I know. It's a, no Spider-Man's the Spider-Man's fine because Spider-Man is a classic. You can use Spider-Man, but I'm just saying when you like when you break out like just some new fucking flash in the pan character, it, it bothers me. You know, it just does. It just does. Do you think there's room for new characters with staying power? 
there are yeah if they have staying power if they've lasted a while you can't do it if you're a fucking newbie i don't care if it's the movie of the of the you know the year or something no 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 save it if it still holds water five years from now then then yeah it's earned its spot that's that's my what i think about it but that's the crassness it's not crassness. current thing that we would they would do that flash in the pan whatever the new they do do that yes thing, they, yes didn't you said do do yes they, they do do that um that's very true and that's that's to me is that to me is the problem uh is mm-hmm. that they'll have these you know like i don't want to see the like avoid the noid i don't want to you, you don't want to see you know like some commercial character or some movie that is popular this year uh but it will be forgotten immediately you know, like, like, just yeah. you no. Know, stick to stick to the classic characters. Make these characters earn it. If that character ends up having like five sequels and a TV series and everything, yeah, give it, give it a, a, a fucking balloon. But otherwise, not nah, get the fuck out of here. And don't give me any of these fucking balloons that are like the fucking logo for Allstate or some bullshit like that. Get the fuck out of here with your commercials. Pisses me off. You know. Um. Okay. Yeah. I um. I totally like the Allstate thing through, like totally threw my train of thought off. What I was gonna say, <laughs> God damn it! But uh, but you know what yeah. I mean. Like, don't give me the fucking Wells Fargo. You no, know, I, fucking, I agree with that. I you know, that. horse horse led wagon or something. But I think you need. You know, we also here. need to allow uh, room for growth in the balloon era. You know, into different uh, characters. Of course. Of course. Um, I would like to see a wolf. There's a Wolverine one, isn't there? I'm sure there has. There Scooby has Doo. I would like to see just a cloud of, of wheat. Of course, smoke. there's Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo has been around since the '60s. That's that's what I'm talking about. That's cool. That's I, timeless because yeah. it keeps perpetuating. There is there is new Scooby Doo content right now. That's right. like on Hulu. But Scooby and shit like has that. earned his balloon. He well. has. He's earned his balloon. He deserves you know? it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but. I will say most of the parade is fluff and a lot of jerk off waiting for your balloon to get there. And no, Snoopy's no. going to come any minute. Here it comes now another another parade, another fucking band from high school junior right. like I give a fuck. Right. That was another was. fucking scene from Glee or something. Yeah. I, that's what I remember it being. But but we did watch it a whole lot. But here's another thing. Number one, I would never go to a parade unless I was in the parade. Uh, yes. I'm not standing on the side. I'm not watching you go on the fucking thing. I'm not waiting for this to happen. Ridiculous. Mm. If I'm not in the parade with the uranium rod, that, that's <laughs> if, I'm not if it's not off. if it's not the John Wayne Kaminali parade, you don't care. It's got to be all about exactly. you. Yes. No, it doesn't have to be about me. <laughs> I just have to be in it and not have to wait in line or stand on the side of the road. Yeah. I just don't like crowds. Like I just don't, I would love to go see a parade in person though. I would love it. Um, for to see a Thanksgiving parade, any other parade, I don't give a shit. Like St. Patrick's Day parade, get the fuck out of here. I don't care. Thanksgiving parade. Um, no balloons, then it doesn't matter. Um, but so if they uh, took the balloons off, then it wouldn't count as a God parade. No. God, no. I Even wouldn't give Santa a shit about at the end. Then dude, Santa can go fuck himself. I don't care about Santa. I care about the balloons. I don't it care. It brings about in him. the holiday season when he comes out. The end. But That's I, like the beginning of Christmas. About, you want to talk about holidays that have been ruined? Christmas, I despise. I like more than any other holiday. I hate Christmas yeah. a lot. 
Oh, big oh, time. I, I have too right, many right. personal tragedies that happen to me at Christmas time. And also I have the whole working retail thing at Christmas time. Uh, it's, it's fucking awful. And it's this horrible, like, and we'll get into this as the, as the season approaches. Uh, but, it's this awful phoniness to Christmas that really makes me hate it. This, oh, it's good cheer and people care about each other and Jesus. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. It's like, it's just angry, like frustrated people being shitty to retail workers, fighting each other over a fucking Walmart deal for a TV. It's, it's disgusting. It's the biggest lie uh, of any holiday is Christmas. Uh, but anyway, we're talking about Thanksgiving. Uh, and I don't care about Santa in the in the parade. Okay. I care about okay, this. yeah. Um, uh, but I don't sit and watch the whole fucking thing uh, because I can't. It's too awful. Um, it is. It's just so irritating to watch most of it. Mm-hmm. And and I'm one of those people. Like a lot of people, really like having noise in the background. Uh, like just having a TV on at all times or, or music or something. I hate mm-hmm. that. I like it to be quiet in my house unless I'm watching something. I won't have it on. But the, the Thanksgiving Day Parade is the one exception. I like it to be on Thanksgiving morning, uh, and and I like to just hear it when, I, when I'm not watching it. And then I hear someone go, oh, here comes the balloon for, you know, Rocky and Bullwinkle. And then I run out to see the balloon, you know? It is a wonder that you are single and alone. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot wrap my mind it's, around this. I listen to nothing unless it is the Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like noise in my house. If you're watching the TV, fine. But like some you people put music just put on. Uh, no, yeah. When just I want to listen to music. Okay. Yeah, I guess I do that too. Yeah. I, I sometimes I, like, I don't have it on the back. I, I do a little bit, but I don't. I don't like. There's been like actual studies that that have proven this that you you're able to concentrate better in silence than you are with with music. Uh, so. Uh-huh. I, I do a lot. I, absolutely. I believe that. Yeah. I do a lot of like both. Like there's some days where I went to hear nothing, nothing yeah. while, yeah. I'm, while I'm back here in the library with my little I, books. <laughs> I do concentrate much better on writing or without music, but sometimes I'll be in a certain mood and I'll, I'll put it on, but it's always like ambiance like, type stuff. Like, yeah. It's always instrumental. It's always uh, like film scores, something like that. Uh, like, I don't know how Stephen King writes novels while blasting ACDC, but apparently he does. So, well, Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> it's like sponsored by ACDC, yes. dude, and cocaine. And I can get behind one of those things. <laughs> Me too. I can get behind one of them, and I think we both are behind the two different things. Yep. Um, but uh, so yeah, that's the parades. But um, uh, do you have any like? like interesting Thanksgiving memories, like maybe like getting, like I always joke with Greg about uh, him and his son and his son shout is out shouts out Greg, his son Colin is eight years old. And I'm like, you only got a, you only got a certain amount of years before the two of you are out on the front lawn, duking it out on Thanksgiving. I remember Day. this conversation yeah. <laughs> we really went off about this, uh, at scares at care and really built a huge narrative around this. And I hope that it happens. Uh, it's inevitable fathers and sons on Thanksgiving morning or some relatives just getting into a fist fight, <laughs> particularly now in this year when it was election year and it's a very heated election and COVID and everything else. There are going to be so many fist fights on the front lawn at Thanksgiving. It's a beautiful thing. It's tradition. I've, I got into uh, two fights um, with my brother that I don't speak to anymore. Both of them, one on Thanksgiving and one on Christmas. See, um, <laughs> it's and I got into another fight on father's day with my father's wife uh, 
So I guess <laughs> no, it was a verbal battle right in the front line. <laughs> but but Just yeah, her teeth <laughs> Greg. And on that day that yeah. and Colin shouts out and shouts Colin. out to your dad's big dead dick. Um, when he beats your ass on the lawn, Greg, yeah, and he will, I, I, and he will. <laughs> I want you to think about Snoopy and all your favorite balloon friends and, coming and by. Fresca. And Fresca, and, Fresca <laughs> and how and how great the White Sox are, and Frank uh, Thomas, yep, yep. and all your favorites. All right. uh, so, all right. I okay. So, like I said, it it really was ruined, and I also because Thanksgiving was so just like uh, boring, and maybe I just didn't like to spend time with my family. I would find uh, growing up find reasons to just be like, oh, I have to work and. I would work like, but then it gets a whole, it takes a different hold of you like on your life as you get into like a uh, retail management or something like right. that. So I want it like, so it's, yeah. But, but when you are younger, there is that like, if you if, like, like I didn't have this necessarily, but um, there are a lot of people who like you're younger and like you see your cousins or whatever, you're a teenager and it's like, well, before dinner, we're going to go for a walk. And that means you get high, you know, and you come oh. back stoned and you eat a bunch of turkey and apple pie and it's beautiful, you know? Yeah, I didn't have um, any cousins or highness. This is just. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I had highness, but I didn't have cousins. It was just like, I'm going to go for a walk and I would get high. Uh, and then I would eat these wonderful, um, like, cream puffs that my mom used to make. It was really good. And you um, call them cream puff, cream puff. They were cream puffs. They were. They're like these little croissants with cream in them oh they're so good she made them so well um but no i i like i really do and i've had great thanksgivings outside of family where it was just me and and uh and and like one or two friends or just me and a woman and uh <laughs> woman would the make me that i'm speaking of oh is God, a woman and a man in love <laughs> no it was great dude it was great like it was just to have like you know, this, this spread and just have peace and joy, uh, because you're not surrounded by family that you hate and just to have really, really, really good, really good, uh, and watch, uh, certain Thanksgiving programming. Uh, and that's what I wanted to bring us to next, unless you had other I things. Do you wanna, to I do want to say, I do need to relate another story about things okay, go for, for me, because, um, first I do want to say like everything, you know, my mom always went all out always cooked uh, an excellent meal even when she and my dad were separated shouts uh, out, mom. out mom we'd go to her apartment and she would always make a huge spread and it was always great like my my mom always went above and beyond to make sure we had a, a you know great thanksgiving mom. my mom and watch the fucking parade was on jesus christ you and chris <laughs> out back you know like, oh, i'm not afraid um but like i said like working and shit so being a manager in starbucks uh in such a they they started to close the the kind of noose around holidays like i worked there for 15 years right so i saw this change so it was like open early on black friday you know open extra early on black friday stay open extra late to stay open all night on thanksgiving night into black friday yeah. Uh, right. For certain stores and every store manager in the district has to work at those certain stores that day. So 
here's the thing like so they like the first year this was introduced to us where they were doing that they were doing at this mall that was close to my store that had a starbucks inside of it and they were opening at um 6 p.m on thanksgiving night and i was like supposed to work like from 6 to 6 like 6 a.m um and I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll take that shift. Like, cause no one volunteered for that one. I was like, that's easy. I'll just be fucking high out of my mind all night and just chilling. <laughs> right. Like, uh, you know, how, how busy could it be? Slammed. Dude, from the time we rose the gates to the time I left at 6 a.m., the line was nonstop. I wish I was exaggerating. I'm absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not exaggerating. I it did you. not stop. Uh, and that I was there for 12 hours and that I was like, wow, dude, this yeah. means like, this means nothing. Like holidays mean nothing. Nobody cares yeah. about spending time with anybody. It, yeah. They're here to get the next iPhone case or whatever they, yeah. you know, That's people exactly are waiting right. in line at different things. And I was like, this is so ridiculous that we have to be here only yep. to sell fucking coffee to other rooms yep. that are staying up all night. And that's that's shit. the that's the fucking problem with holidays. And that's in what killed. That's what that's what has killed it for me. I know. I I totally get you. I'm in this exact same boat as you. Um, but that that's the sad reality of holidays in this country is that it's so been destroyed by Madison Avenue. Like you know the fact that we have the biggest shopping day of the year, the day after Thanksgiving. It's disgusting. It's like it's wrong. Uh, like, and, and like nothing should be open on Thanksgiving except like emergency services. You should be able, everyone should be able to be at home on Thanksgiving and be with either their families or the people that they truly love, like their dogs and their heroin, uh, and their pornography. Unless you're playing the football game though, because I want to watch the football game. Fine. Yes. But I'm sad, but like, I'm talking like those people make millions of dollars, mm -hmm. uh, to, to play a, a game for a couple of hours. Uh, whereas people who work in. Uh, in, in retail and, and customer service, they usually don't get paid any extra even to, to work on these days or what they get an extra. Dollar, no, you know, especially if you're manager. I was a manager. I didn't get any. Yeah, you get extra. nothing. You get there's nothing. No you get nothing. nothing. Good day, Good day sir. sir. Good day, <laughs> sir. Yeah, you get jack shit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and people that, that, that don't work in the service industry don't get that. And that's one of the reasons they're so shitty to people and they don't get their fucking way. Uh, but yeah, like like Madison Avenue has destroyed holidays as we know it. They've turned them into big commercial giants. Uh, and it's all about buying shit and needing to buy shit and wanting to make people happy by buying them shit. And it's disgusting. This is one of the reasons I don't give I, – I, like I've stopped giving people Christmas presents. I just don't do it uh, because it's like if I wanted – like. Like, you know how I am, dude. Like, I'll see something that I know a friend likes, and I'll just get it and just send it to them because I know it'll make them happy. I don't wait for Christmas to do that. Location. No. And I also don't buy something just because it's Christmas. Like, well, I got to get some for, for so-and-so because it's Christmas. Fuck it. Go fuck yourself. I don't care what day it is. If I want to get them something, I will, you know? Uh, this this whole thing where we have to blindly buy, buy each other things, it's disgusting. It's like we can't just enjoy... Like the company, our loved ones, we can't just enjoy good food and, and all that. Like, like holidays have been ruined by that. And, um, uh, mm -hmm. and, and like that ties into people being shitty and nasty when they're at Starbucks or when they're at the grocery store, or wherever they are, uh, because they're frustrated and they're stressed out and they take it out on 
poor defenseless customer service people because they know they can get away with taking it out on them. You know, these fucking, you know, these store bullies, like these, these Karens of the world who go and take out their frustrations on people who work in the service industry because they know they can't say anything back to them without risking their jobs. These people are fucking cowards. They would not say this shit to people on the street. And uh, they make me sick. They're the worst kind of douchebag. Uh, but that said, you can still enjoy the holiday if you, you know, if you happen to have get the day off or, or something or even have the night off, you can still put insert your own joy into it and, and enjoy it in your own way. You can. Absolutely. And I will say this, that since I uh, started to date my now current wife, Katie, mm-hmm. her uh, her family has been extremely welcoming to me. Um, and, and they're like a like what I would say like oh man this is like a real family like type situation um, yeah. where they're very like they have traditions and they all do this shit together and it's like you're like whatever but then they welcome you to be a part of it and you're like all right I guess so right, right. I'm a part of family like that kind of stuff is is cool when you and especially when I you know I had no connection we both worked at Starbucks Katie and I both did so we had like that understanding and her parents understood that but also like i'm a fucking crazy weirdo and you're you're letting me into your house to like have like holidays and stuff like that and they were uh they're so well they're so awesome d-dog and uh precious p shouts out um so i will say like they they have helped to restore that kind of like uh you know some holiday spirit at least well, that's good. That's good. And and my my ex-wife, she uh, had that very much with her family, too. She had the grandparents and the parents and everything. In the end, we would all get together in the holidays. Uh, and it was super boring, but it was also nice to, like, you know, to be with, like, to have that kind of atmosphere. Because I didn't have that very much with my family. And, of course, for those who don't know, like, my, my family's all dead. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I don't have that family get-together. And I am divorced, so I don't have that aspect anymore. Uh, like this Thanksgiving, you know, I'm, I'm a hundred percent likely I'm going to spend it alone. Uh, but I'm going to make really good food and I'm going to watch my fucking parade and, and, uh, so on. And, you know, I'll enjoy it my own way. Interesting side note to, uh, that story I said about working all night in the mall. So I did that and then I volunteered for that shift the next two years before I, I quit. And yeah. the next two years, like the manager called me and was like, you know what? You don't need to come in. And that I also, but I used it to get out of going anywhere. So I didn't have to drive all around fucking yeah. go to my dad's, go to here. And I just like stayed home and watched like Critters one through four. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, and just like smoked that's weed. Why, <clears throat> that's what I want to get to next is like the things you watch on Thanksgiving. But uh, uh, real quick, I'll, I will say that, um, yeah, I also. You know, working in grocery stores, being a grocery store manager, I would always, I would always volunteer for to work Thanksgiving Day to 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 close on Christmas Eve because those holidays mean absolutely nothing to me. And because I'm a nice guy, I'm like, you know, you other managers, you can go enjoy the day, be with your family. You know, I, I'm uh, I'm I'm just a lonely boy, lonely and blue, and so I fucking you know work them. I don't give a shit. Um, but anyway, um. That is something that is a tradition with me and with a lot of people. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Halloween. Is there certain things that you watch? So that that brings us to our next and final segment, uh, which is... One, two, three, four! Thanksgiving specials! Just like this one. Just like this one, exactly. Yes. Uh, 
there are certain things that I like to watch at Thanksgiving. Uh, and uh, they're, they're not just parades or football. Mm. Uh, there is a couple of shows that I really enjoy. And there is one very special movie uh, that we're going to talk about. Right? Right. No, absolutely. Which I think... I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I had anything special that I watched on Thanksgiving Day, movie wise, mm. or show wise, because I was always working, um, or at, watching football, or watching football. Yeah, I would watch the yeah, football. Yeah. No, so, I get you. like, so if we want to just get right into our the movie we want to talk about, unless it, you want to talk about some other non parade related things, non parade related, like. There, there's one uh, one thing I want to say is that the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special is highly underrated. Everyone loves the Great Pumpkin, as they should. Everyone loves the Christmas one, as they should. But mm-hmm. the, the Thanksgiving one is actually really underrated. I really have always enjoyed a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Uh, particularly, I like the music. Vince Guaraldi did the music to all those specials. I uh, created the very famous like theme that everyone knows. Uh, but, uh, he had a couple of songs where he actually had lyrics like little birdie instead of like, those, those are great songs, man. There's like 70 songs from my childhood. Definitely take that. Uh, I also love the Simpsons episode, Bart versus Thanksgiving, uh, where he ruins Lisa's, uh, centerpiece. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. from season two. That's classic. It is a classic. Uh, yeah. I, I, I really try to watch that on Thanksgiving. I don't always make it, uh, but I, uh, but I really love that episode, uh, because it's a classic and I remember like watching it growing up. Uh, but, but yeah, there are little Thanksgiving episodes like, and in fact, speaking of the Simpsons, I don't know if you saw it last year, uh, but it was really good. They did Thanksgiving of horror. It was the first time they ever did that. It was like a trials of horror, but it was all, it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I was, uh, in Chicago last year when it came on and I was in a, like a pizza place with Michael Allen Rose and Sada and this other dude. And it was on, and I was like, it was one of those instances where I was like, Martin, turn this up. Turn this up. Yeah, you know, yeah. like turn it up. Thing. So we it's watched. So uh, good, dude. We watched it there in the bar, like eating pizza. It's so good. It's really funny. Uh, it's it's better than most of the trials of horrors that they've done in the past couple of years. I really liked it a lot. Um, so I'm probably going to re- revisit that this Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. But yeah. you know, there have been a couple of different shows that did the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving episodes. You know, Married with Children has the one where he's trying to get Aunt Maddie's pie. Uh, you know, like the final pie that she made before she died. It's really funny. Uh, Roseanne had some good Thanksgiving episodes where everyone got into big fights. So it was very down to earth. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they're uh, all in the family. Had some good ones as well. Um, but uh, anyway, the, the thing we really want to get to, and we're going to close the show with this, is we're going to talk about our favorite Thanksgiving film, uh, which, uh, you know, most people, they love playing trains and planes, trains and automobiles. Fuck that, dude. Fuck Don't that. fuck Don't... it. It's a good movie. I like I that movie. Know, I know. It's fine. I, was, I, I just meant that we were going to talk about a different movie than that. Okay. Well, fuck it. That, fuck that movie. Fuck it. We're John talking Candy about... We're talking about um, John Hughes's... Even though he didn't direct it, he wrote it. John right. Hughes's true masterpiece for Thanksgiving. Dutch. Dutch. Starring the great Ed O'Neill, a.k.a. Al Bundy. Four touchdowns in a single game. In one single game. Now, other than Al Bundy, Dutch Dooley is the best role that Ed O'Neill ever played. And and he didn't do a lot of films, right? I mean, he... well, he did them, but he but he was never like 
this was the only movie where he was the lead. He was, yeah, he was the lead in this yeah. movie. Like yeah. there was no, there was never any like a lot of Ed O'Neill vehicles, you know, like no, no. type type of movies. But he was, but he was in a lot of movies. No, but, he was in like yeah. yeah, he was in you know he's a but but he's a character actor in most of these movies. Sure, basically. absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this was his one big leading role when he was at the height of his popularity, uh, and unfortunately, this movie was a flop. Uh, which is a sin because it's so fucking great. I saw it in the theater. Did you see this in the theater? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. At Lowe's Theater, Spring 10. Lowe's Spring 10 Theater. I don't remember where I saw it. I saved that memory space for my first kisses. Uh, but I did <laughs> see it in the theater. I did see it in the theater when it came out. I Specifically actually, earmarked for kisses. <laughs> it's like, I got to save that space. Got a post-it note up there. <laughs> there's, there's only so much space in this fried brain of mine. Um, but no, I, I definitely saw it in the theater probably more than once, uh, because I loved Married to Children and loved Ed O'Neill and I really enjoyed the movie. Um, so r- quick rundown for those of you who don't know this movie, for those of you who are, are deprived, uh, this is, this is when you should watch it. You should watch it now, immediately watch it in November. Um, it's, as soon uh, as you're done I'm, listening to this episode. Get put it on. Walk like, into your walk family's in house, push your grandmother down to the couch, and turn off whatever yep. she's watching and put on and put Dutch. on Dutch. Rent it, find it, put it on. Um, own yeah, it, and, buy it. And, yeah, own it, buy it. I certainly own it. Um, but uh, even if you saw it back when it came out and you're like, oh, yeah, I can't remember, watch it again because it's fucking great and it just gets better like a fine wine. Um, it's a, it's it's a true masterpiece. Man, it's the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the purer the pucker, the sweeter the passion. Uh, right. You know, uh, but uh, um, but uh, basically, the movie is is uh, about you know this guy Dutch played by Ed O'Neill, uh, who he's got uh, a new woman in his life, uh, and she's a uh, a divorcee, and uh, she has her uh, uh, her son who is in a prep boarding school, you know, like, you know, they, they, they've got some money. Her ex husband is very rich, like a Richie uh-huh. rich type of, uh, situation. Yeah. Very much. Yeah, like he's, a, he's, he's very much a Richie rich. Um, and he's, the kid is, uh, very snobby, uh, you know, thinks that rich people are above people who are working class and Dutch, of course, is working class. Uh, he actually makes decent money now, but he was like, he built himself from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, uh, she wants, uh, she, she wants, you know, to, to see her son for the holidays and everything for, for Thanksgiving. And so Dutch volunteers to go drive out to the boarding school and pick up the kid and hilarity ensues, uh, because, you know, he's the working class Joe, he's the snobby rich kid and they got to drive across country together. Exactly. Hilarious. But also, also like a, a linchpin in this is like the, the father is like, Oh, I have to go on like a fucking business trip so therefore no one can pick up the son so dutch the new boyfriend and that's all already is has a contentious relationship with the husband is like no i'll i'll go pick him up and that's like that's what kind of makes it even more because his father doesn't even come pick him up this guy makes an effort and it's it's an awful situation but it ends in heartworm well you know it's it's a a tough situation but Dutch does not flinch in in the eye of trouble. Uh, when trouble makes trouble, he troubles trouble. Uh, and so wait, he wait, what, wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, is that uh, what did you say there? Did that check out? Uh, is that a quote from uh, 
from Married with Children, actually. When trouble out, uh, troubles trouble, trouble, trouble. When trouble troubles me, I trouble trouble. Um, so yeah, he goes out there and and you know to pick up the kid. The kid doesn't want to go with him. He fights him the whole way, and the kid does some really really rotten shit along yeah. the, the along the this trip. But it's fun because it's a road movie. It's kind of a bro movie too. Like they start to like slowly develop this male bonding, even though they like drive each other crazy. Uh, it's 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 just a hilarious film. It's so good. Yeah, a bro movie in the sense of like a bo- like a male bonding thing, not like they start wearing bandanas and like uh, shaving their no. chests or anything like that. No, no, like, no. It's not like it's, Entourage or something. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. It it it's it shows like how like a bond a forming of a bond, and uh, they do have some fucking crazy shit like picking up a hooker that steals his wallet and all that well, shit well, like well, in the well, hold, on, hold on hold on hold what? on what you're, you're you're misleading the audience they don't pick up a hooker he's not they like he's a buying hitchhiker, a, a hitchhiker who happens no like what what happens is like they end up losing their car and their money like everything goes on wrong on this trip which is what makes it so funny but they're trying to hitch a ride uh, and they get picked up by these two girls they get a ride and there's like all right and they find out when they're in the car that these girls happen to be call girls uh, and so, yeah, it, it's very funny, That's but so he did, like they're not. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You need absolutely. to go hitch a hike on a Thanksgiving night and get picked up by call. We girls should, dude, like we should we should go on a Thanksgiving uh, adventure across the country. That would be pretty fucking great. And we could report live like we could do shows from the road. Uh, yeah, it would be pretty good, dude. All you call girls out there, be on the lookout. Yeah, on the lookout for the Polkaimobile. And the Polkaimobile <laughs> broke down on the side of the road. Pick us up. Give us a ride. We'll show you some lake. Oh, God. But it's such a funny movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, like, like we were saying, everything goes wrong. Uh, and they just kind of have to tough it out. And, of course, Dutch, he could very easily get money wired to him. He could very easily rent a car. But he wants to teach the kid yeah, what it's yeah, like she, to actually, like, yeah, he's teaching him a lesson of like what it's like to actually have to tough it out in the real world and not just have daddy take care of you with the millions of dollars you were born into. Uh, and so like he, he makes them tough it out. And it's so it's it's really fun and funny. And as you said, it has a nice schmaltzy ending, um, which is always nice. Uh, we don't get those anymore. We don't get the like the nice, like heartfelt schmaltzy endings uh, that we used to get in sitcoms. And, uh, and we still get it too much. I, I disagree. <laughs> Too many. Of them. I don't think we do. I don't think we do. I get. I think we get happy endings, but we don't get the schmaltzy ending. I think there's yeah, a difference yeah. between the two. You know, what um, is the difference? Well, like a happy ending, I think is like when things just work out. Yeah, in a when movie, you get jerked off like, after a massage. No, when you get yeah, when you oh. yeah, <laughs> when you get a blowjob while you're eating a, a steak. Um, <laughs> but but no no no, I'm I'm like like a happy ending. Like a movie could have like a, an ending that's positive where there's hope in it or something. Uh, like, like, like Bill and Ted, like I was talking to my buddy Tom. I was Shout just out. about we were... to say Bill and Ted. Yeah. Like that was like the first movie that offered hope in the longest time. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like everything's so dark now, even like superhero movies have this like nihilism to them. Uh, but Bill and Ted offered hope, which was great. Uh, but that's not a schmaltzy ending. Like a schmaltzy ending is where the audience goes, oh, you know, it's like, it's usually like a real cheesy, like like warm and fuzzy ending, mm. you know, yeah. uh, and that's, that's what Dutch has. That's what a lot of those eighties and nineties, John Hughes type movies have is they have a schmaltzy ending. So yeah, that's, yeah. That's, true. that's true. 
Uh, but it's it's my favorite Thanksgiving movie, and I don't watch it every Thanksgiving, but I probably will watch it this year because I got fuck all else to do because I'm uh, alone. And uh, so, you know, Dutch is my family, and I'll watch Dutch, and I'll laugh and laugh and cry into my uh, turkey that I bought pre-made at the store. <laughs> It's Tangie. Tangie froze it like four weeks ago when she left. Yes, like she, it she says did. like ch- big adventure in little frozen turkey Thanksgiving. Yes. Like it, on- <laughs> the <Dutch laughs> that's how you special. know to defrost it for for Thanksgiving. The Dutch special. She loves it's Dutch. The, it's got the hockey stick with the kid tied because he does. That's a yeah. famous like. Oh yeah. That even where he ties the kid to the hockey stick and is like. Yeah. Taken. Yeah, Dutch, Dutch does that because the kid doesn't want to go, and so he ties him to a hockey stick and just carries him out. Uh, it's pretty great. Um, yeah, Tangie loves that movie too. But Tangie is in Florida; she's going to be in Florida, so uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to be on my own this Thanksgiving. Boo, fucking who? Um, but you know what? I'm still thankful, man. I'm thankful I'm for all thank the things you have. Me. Thankful for you. I'm thankful for Bear. I'm thankful for Steak. Mm. Uh, you know, so ain't all bad i don't think we have you know in all the badness we don't we we still we have a lot of good going on we do and uh so uh so happy thanksgiving everybody all of our listeners um we love you all we're thankful for you all we are very thankful. i was gonna say we're very thankful for everyone who listens to this and uh i appreciate it very much Mm-hmm. I I uh, I'm amazed that anybody does listen to this, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Particularly because yeah. we go so damn long. I think everyone and listens my... at that at like two speed. Yeah. That's what she said. Um, but yeah, it's not like we're getting like uh, uh all these like thousands of listens from my mom. Um, everyone's out there listening, so we appreciate it. Yeah, we really do. Uh, so I appreciate you too, mom. I appreciate you too, John Wayne's mom. Um. So yeah, uh, so yeah, I think that wraps it up uh, for for this Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving 2020. Uh, I I hope you all have a good time and enjoy some good food with good friends, and uh, you know tell your shitty relatives to fuck off. Uh, and I hope you're being safe out there and not traveling if you don't have to. Wearing like condoms. condoms. All right. And wearing condoms on your entire body. Those are for sailors going port to port. Yes. All right. Sure. <laughs> Good night. All right, everyone. We love you. Good night. We love you. Good night. <laughs>